welcome to episode 71 of Crit Apocalypse. I'm here with my host, my co-host, Ant. How's it going, Ant? It's alright, isn't it? It's How are you doing? You alright? Yeah, um, wicked, eh? Hey, hey, right. hey, hey, hey. Before we start recording, what now were we then, talking about? Now then, um, Tommy getting a Dear John letter from no. Kimberly in Power Rangers no. Zio, episode 14. No. The snow business, no business like snow business. Snow business like snow business. I think that's what the name of the episode is. Okay, alright. Um... <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's what we were talking about. We were talking about Power Rangers. Yeah, again, we were talking about Power Rangers because I'm, I'm 28. About this is to be the Power 29. Rangers podcast. This is the podcast for Power Rangers in which we we spend 90% of the time coming up with dream, dream, dream scenarios for the Power Rangers to interact with other, other... So what happens is he gets the Dear John letter and to cheer him up, Kat and Billy take him to a to snowboard him. Oh, yeah, you did show me part of this episode. No, yeah. No, just for everybody Obviously, else. Obviously, there's a... Freeway going on. Yeah. There's a love triangle yeah. starts to happen, but Tommy meets this girl called Heather. She likes Tommy. Yeah. He saves her life. So you get a love square quadrangle. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately on the download, Tommy's banging Billy. Okay. What what leads you to that as a conclusion? Because Billy loves Dick, and I mean, let's face it. I mean, it's not homosexuality. It's Tommy sexuality. Like, it's a whole other thing when it involves Tommy. Okay, well, I have been writing a film script. Oh. You know why I've been writing a film script? Um, Because you deluded yourself into thinking you can write film scripts. That's kind of it, yeah. But yeah. also, there's another thing. Um, um, all right, so there's a lot of World War Two fiction movies that, you know, they make it look like there was this glorious battle and the Jews were so downtrodden and all this other stuff, right? And I feel like no one's really used the potential for because the setting's great. I get it. Like there was, there was a brief time. War back had then. never been so much fun. Well, people didn't like the Germans, and so they made all these rumors up that they were killing Jews and rumors? mass genocide. You know, all, right, all these rumors were shooting about the place. And so, but no one really, no one's gone sci-fi yet with that, except for video games. Video games have gone very sci-fi. World War Two. I want to go full sci-fi. World War Two. So I'm. Well, I, do you want to hear the title for my movie? Iron Sky. No, it's not Iron Sky. Do you want to hear yeah. it? Okay. Well, it's, going to, it's going to be called The Only Real Solution. Hmm. Okay. Right. Now, have you ever seen Vera Drake? Are you sure Paul Joseph Watson? <laughs> have you seen Vera Drake before? The abortion movie? <laughs> no, but I Okay, know. so, think about the story of... You know the story of Vera Drake. Okay, excellent. Well, here we go. This is what... This is what... This is my <clears> pitch. This is my boardroom pitch. sure you want to make this pitch? I, I'm sure I want to make this pitch. Right, so, World War II never happened. We know that for a fact. But... There was a bad guy named Hitler who was, you know, kind of just not a cool dude. He did some bad stuff. People didn't like him very much. Mostly it was because he wasn't proud enough to be German because he was Austrian. <sighs> now, my solution is, and hear me out here, we abort Hitler's fetus from the Austrian woman that's going to have him, implant it in a German, make him one of the true race by blind- by getting his hair, injecting dye from the future to make sure he's blonde with blue eyes, then we've got our Aryan prince. We need to rise up and take back our land. How'd you feel about that as a as a pitch? I don't know. I think I think you shouldn't be just getting involved in the latest trends. Do you think I should be getting involved in the latest trends? Yeah. No, look, see, I've been told by many many reputable Nazi sources. So hot I've right now. been told by a lot of reputable sources I'd look better with blonde hair and blue eyes, and I feel like maybe they're right. Although we start looking like Danny Rand. I probably would Netflix start looking like series. Danny Rand. <laughs> I would look just like just like a really shit version of yeah. Iron Fist. Who's already a shit version of Iron Fist? No, no, no. Of Speaking course, of Iron Fist and of the course, Defenders, of course, I'm joking when I say something? when I say no. I want to make a movie about imbor- like what what would we call this? It'd be abortion, wouldn't it? 
Because we're taking out the child whilst it's still alive, freezing it. We're using sci-fi technology and then putting in another woman. That's, in abortion. No, that... In abortion. It'd be like Inception. It's a baby within another mother. That so we take be... the idea of a baby and we implant it in an unsuspecting in German woman. Fertilization. Pardon? In vitro fertilization. Would it though? Yeah, like what you do with surrogate mothers when you oh. inject in the egg and the spunk. And that already exists. Yeah, they they do the spunk and the egg in a piece. What if dish. I did it with teleporters? And okay, they got something there. What if a fly gets in the way? Well, I don't think I'm not thinking of a fly. I'm more thinking of you know. You're gonna review something. The unnatural genes of the unwashed Austrian people. Oh no! He just starts <laughs> turning into an Austrian as the film goes. You know, on. like okay, so here's my thing, right? That that five seconds are probably used to be used as a soundbite on some Nazi website point to say that you know we're gaining traction in the UK or something. Great. Alex- I see traffic from Daily Stormer. <laughs> but Alex Jones is an idiot, right? Like yeah. it's on purpose. He can't believe the shit he him, says. Um, chasing someone in the street and then getting coffee thrown in his face. Yeah, he chased someone in the street and then he started. He, yeah, did you, you know see who that he guy ran? was? Do you know that guy was? No. he's like an indie wrestling promoter. Oh, he really? hired an actor. Oh, that guy's an actor. He hired an actor to throw coffee in his face. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he looks like he's from like a budget store hey. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones tribute band. That's fake news. That is. I know. That's what fake. I've been told to say when someone uses fact against me. That's fake got, news. Someone, someone tweeted it to some police forces or something. And they said, "Are you sure that's Alex Jones or just someone playing the character of Alex Jones?" <laughs> <laughs> it's the way he runs. You see the way he mm. runs when he's running across the street. He runs like an old. He runs. No, he like runs on two with, legs. His, with his arms out and his yeah. legs open. Yeah. Like like Laurel and Hardy. Used to he run. He's like trying to avoid chafing his thighs. <laughs> fat, fat no, that's where he keeps thing. his hot dogs to stop the Nazis. Bowls of no, chili. to stop the aliens getting to the getting to the hot dogs. He mm. wraps he wraps them on the inside of his legs, and then also if terrorists attack, he turns it around on them by pulling his trousers down and going, "Well, motherfuckers, I've got explosives too. I'll blow you up before you blow me up." Except all his hot dogs are now mush. Except all his hot dogs, yeah, now steamy, warm mush rolling down. And like his, his micro penis, penis his that penis barely protrudes past his, his own micro, pubes. His micro penis has some sort of weird pork-based infection. Mm. <laughs> I've got hoof penis. Oh. <laughs> it's where the end just calluses over. It's more like a cloven hoof. It's barely like, oh. protrudes past the end of his pubes. Yeah, That's the thing, isn't it? It's just got like it looks like it looks like he's sat on a pig and just absorbed most of it. What if Alex Jones is enjoying not having access to his kids right now? Anyway, so you wait—he doesn't have access him. to his kids. He lost his kids, didn't oh, he? He what? had his kid. His wife wanted him back because he's a crazy conspiracy theorist, and she didn't what? like him being around him. And she must be a lizard person. And part of why he lost them was one of the things was he couldn't remember details about like their education or what they've been up to or anything like that because and he quote his 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 words were because he had a really big bowl of chili that day. You know what? Sometimes when I have a big bowl of chili, yeah, just... I become a fucking lying moron. <laughs> no, anyway, so Alex Jones <laughs> lost his kid. I can't so long. Ni But so he's lost his kids. Yeah, and deservedly so. But like, okay, so Alex Jones, we all know he's the perfect human being. He said this himself. Yeah, I'm sure he's, and he's done topless, sweaty interviews in which he's eaten pork and talked all about his life. Yeah, he's got a lot of Mega CD games, it seems, on YouTube. Really? Yeah, if you just search for YouTube, um, Infowars Mega CD, there's a lot of games he seems to yeah. be in. You get up to the next level of the Infowars. <laughs> <laughs> You've like defeated the lizard people dressed like in V. Eight minutes in now. You're going to review something. But yeah, so Alex Jones' kids are half lizard person, right? Because if his wife. You can't a- review Alex Jones' kids. Review something. He's already done an in depth review, if you know what I mean. Mm hmm. Up to the balls. Mm. His little cloven penis. You can't just keep accusing people of being... Yeah, but like, I can if they're weirdos. 
And also, I can if they accuse Especially everyone Especially when else. it's you accusing them. I mean, geez, this is like yeah. Jimmy Savile ragging on Rolf Harris. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they told me they were 16. Anyway, review something. <laughs> okay, it's almost nine minutes. My first review this week is going to be something that Ant would never review because he'd never, he'd never want to watch it. It's something completely shit. You wouldn't, you'd never want to watch this, would you? It's The Defenders. Marvel's The Defenders on Netflix. That's all right. It's a series about four low-level superheroes who eventually fight the bad guys in a climactic battle under New York in some dragon bones. Sweet. Inside a Fing Fang Foom? No, it's not. It's plainly a Fing No, it's not Fing Fang Foom because Fing Fang Foom is still alive in this universe. Inside a Fing Fang Foom. Inside a dragon. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. So, how was Marvel's Defenders pitched to the public? Let's start a low-level Avengers-style series yeah. and just have them fight street-level crime. Yeah, sounds great. Not really, it was ninjas. Sounds, sounds great. Okay, let's let them do that. And then all of a sudden, subterranean dragon fights. Yeah, it's fine. It's not fine. They've been it's building not... up the mystical stuff the whole time. I know they've been building up the mystical stuff. It's fine to build up the I mean, mystical stuff. Lion Fist spent the whole series going around the place going, I punched a dragon in the heart, yo. And everyone's like, yeah, I, I was with you up until this point. Like with the whole Iron Fist thing and everything, but punching a dragon. So anyway, so it's just, it's, it wasn't great. I didn't like it too much. You fell asleep through half of it. I fell asleep I fell asleep through some of it. A lot of it. And I rewatched those bits. Yeah. Because I'm a good Marvel fan. Oh. And if I watch it Did twice... Did you watch the end credits? Only true fans stay to the end credits. Were there teaser scenes in the series? There wasn't the last episode, there was a teaser thing after the credits. For the Punisher? Yeah. yeah. Which you probably saw. Yeah, I saw already. One batch two batch penny and dime. Yeah. Um so yeah, so I wasn't a massive fan of the Defenders. There are some good scenes. There's some great episodes. They made they've made probably the most successful Marvel bottle episode so far for the Netflix series. Or the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I actually quite liked it. Episode three, yeah. Yeah. Um you had everyone display their powers in little off key ways and it was a bit fun and yeah. it's a bit like that. Like they keep sparingly showing how powerful Jessica Jones really is. Yeah. Like they only showed one moment where she's like doing something. Tosses a car for a wet. Nah, the whole um, her holding the lift up and just jumping up and grabbing the cables and holding the uh, two cables yeah. together. Where everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, so I mean, like, I I like all these characters except for Iron Fist. I like all these characters. I like Iron Fist. I just don't like this Iron Fist. Mm. <laughs> I think that they should kill him and have. The Master of the Mystical Arts take over. I want a Colleen Wing series. Give us a yeah, character Colleen development. Um, oh, Misty Knight. Yeah. I take a Misty Knight. See the Knight photo? Yeah. I went out today with her with a prosthetic arm from yeah. New Page Season 2. She's getting it. She's got her arm. Yeah. Better get a Stark Tech one, though. She didn't get the Stark Tech one in the comics for a while. Yeah, but she has like the big old robotic super arm. That's her whole yeah. thing, and she punches through walls and shit. She does. She does. Although technically you'd rip your own... Have you re- you oh, haven't read sure. World War Hulk, have you? Nah. It, the Heroes for Hire probably have one of the best stories in World War Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, there's a so guy not- called Humbug, and Humbug has the power to speak to bugs and control them. It's oh, a bit like Ant-Man. Like Anna-C. It's a bit like Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, but there's like an ep- like there's a story a few seasons before in which they go to the jungle to go and fight this villain, and Humbug gets shrunk down by the insects. They use like some mystical forest magic to shrink him down, and they replace his suit where he has like this goofy suit. They replace it with like bits of their own body and like carapace and stuff to make oh. him like to give him like this organic slash techno suit. So he's Humbug, and he he gets they raise him back up into like normal size, and he starts acting more insect like. 
Is he uh, Brundlefly? No, no, he's still human, yeah. but he's just got this carapace and stuff, and they're like give, they've given him the the true tell, like the true knowledge of the insects and stuff. And it kept it, like it seemed like he was becoming like an alpha level hero because yeah. he could control so many insects at once, and he had super strength, and he was really really strong because of the carapace. Like it was human size at that point, so it had more durability than it would have as an insect. Um, and it was really cool. He was like a cool character, and in Heroes for Hire, he seemed just a little bit overpowered you know what I mean because it was all like Misty Knight with a gun and then you had the master of the, you had the master of martial arts um, who's essentially like Iron Fist but without the bragging the tattoo or the stupid shiny fist yeah. he's just a master of every martial art um, and uh, and so Humbug's in the he meets the brood because obviously they're insects they communicate with Humbug and he gets led off oh, from the, the, the alien thing yeah they, they yeah. like basically take over and they gestate inside of you a bit like aliens but instead of uh, bursting out your chest they adapt your flesh into eggs and stuff like the original aliens Sexy. Idea. Um, Sexy. but Humbug Humbug gets impregnated by these things and he betrays the people because he betrays his team because he's just basically he's 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 not simple minded but he's now part of a hive so like they sort of change the frequency so it works for him so where he's never felt like part of anything human and never truly felt anything insect he's never really had a hive so they change him so they well they change the frequency so it works on him and there's this awesome scene in which he sees Misty Knight and everyone else and he takes off the carapace helmet and he's got like almost like a like a spider he's got sets of eyes going up his forehead his his foot like his hair is just dropping away Sexy. he has a mandible coming out on one side of his cheek but his lips pulled back and bleeding where obviously his skin hasn't, like, it, it would have almost pierced through, but instead it's come from underneath the lip and just dragged the skin up. And it's just Sexy. this really great detailed image. And, like, he betrays him and he's, like, super powerful now because they've sort of infested him and stuff. Um, and then it cuts back to him a few, like, he runs away trying to stop himself from killing his friends. Runs away and he comes back and he's just, like, his neck's all fucked and long and his, like, carapace is peeling away and he's just all green and fucked up. He's basically just, dis- like, just completely disintegrating. And he just asks them to kill him, and they immediately just go, "Yeah, fine, fuck it, Pfft, like that." It's done. It's almost like the uh, Clark Gregg moment in um, in Sliver. But anyway, so back to the defenders. Yeah, none of that was the defenders. Yeah, didn't like the series too much. I liked Stick a little bit more. He was cool. Yeah, Chopped his own hand off. Did some good stuff. Yeah, I liked. Uh, got I liked over that quite quickly. He did real quick. Um, I like, especially seeing as like from one scene, he's like. Uh, and he wears Iron Fist because I assume he wants him to do some healing chi thing uh, on him. And then next week he's just at the restaurant. He's, he's like, like, oh, you don't know how to do it. Well, I'm going to stop putting this act on. Yeah. Um, there are like there are things I liked. I like Luke Cage and Iron Fist working together for the first time. That boardroom fight where uh, they just cohesive. They just they yeah. work as a unit. Oh, they were fighting the alley. Luke where Cage, Iron yeah. Fist is just like pounding on him, and Luke yeah. Cage is just like, come on, man. Yeah, and then he gets the one hit that gives him a gives him a bit of a pain yeah. in his jaw. Um, <laughs> like all in all, the series, it's. It's like a D minus. The thing is, it's the hand, and the hand haven't been the best part of these shows. No, and when you've got like when you've got Electra as the main villain, yeah. spoilers: Electra kills Sigourney Weaver. Three episodes from the end. Two episodes from the end. It's, two episodes yeah. from the end. Well, the last two episodes are Electra running. Last it. two episodes. It's literally yeah. the last thing that happens in episode six. Yeah, and then and then Electra takes over the yeah. hand. Now, if anyone knows Electra, they know that she's great in her comics. Because the comics can be moody, singular, sad affairs, and it's it's driving because of the the stark tone of it. But when you've got her in a series where you've got superheroes doing the good all and you know fighting for justice and shit, she's just not a good multifaceted villain, is she? No, well, she shouldn't be really be a villain as such. No, doesn't feel really. The thing, the thing is, Electra's like she only existed in the comics to give 
um, Daredevil something to make him a bit darker. Yeah. That was her sole purpose. That was well, no, she was made to die. Yeah, that was her entire that was purpose. It. And, and then, then they then brought she's... her back because she was popular. Yeah, they had her but... afterlife adventures with the demons, yeah, and then but she's never been popular again. And then that film, yeah, it's awful. Um, <laughs> probably the way that the like, I, I know you're going to review this next probably as well. What you're going to give your opinions to the defenders? What defenders? What do you have? I guess. But um, it was all right. If I was going to do a villain for this. I would just do it so that Sigourney Weaver had secretly been taking the powers of their villains. Mm. So she had like a mech suit from Luke Cage, but she also had, she had that adapted so it could use Kilgrave's power. And she was actually controlling the hand. You want her in a giant power loader? No, not in a power loader. <laughs> not in a power loader. Just I'd want her in like a low key version of what, I'd ha- mm. what, and like all that knowledge of hundreds of thousands of years of being on the earth mm. and then being able to control the army of the hand using her mind, like being, being essentially a real threat to everyone at the same time, yeah. Because you've got your you've got your standard heroes. You've got people like you've got Danny Rand and and um, Daredevil, and obviously they're going to be struggling to fight against ninjas. But then you've got Jessica Jones. She's not completely invulnerable. She can be cut. She can be hurt. She's going to have trouble with the hand. And then you've got Luke Cage, who's just basically stomping towards this woman that he thinks he can easily beat in a fight, and it turns out no. She's got this suit and she can fight him with the suit. Maybe make it so that all the hand operatives have a chip so they're easily manipulated. So she can, mm. you know, just do something other than just. I oh, you're like the, the whole point of the whole show was that she was terrified of dying because she literally she made a she basically decided to use the last of their revival stuff to, to bring, bring back, back Electra, yeah. and now she's dying of a terminal disease. So it's like this whole. The only reason the hand is so disorganized and messy in this series is because of her own. Hubris. Like, why would she bring back a? Le- I know it happened at the end of Daredevil two, mm. but why bring her back for this series? What because is the- she's the blue sky, whatever it was, or the black sky, or whatever. Yeah, but they it. like the end of this, <laughs> they go, we don't need Electra, we need Danny Rand. So yeah. why did we bring back Electra? I know. Who fucking knows? Well, they didn't know Paul's- that door was down there. I guess. No. How did they know they needed the Iron I love Fist? That Danny like- Rand's entire purpose for the series is as a as a key. Yeah. He's a MacGuffin. That's it. And he and he willingly opens the fucking door. He doesn't willingly open the door. He misses a punch like a twat because he's Danny Rand. He fucks things up. That's it's what Danny Rand does. awful. <laughs> but you know, like, you know what I mean? I would have just, I would have brought on something a bit more interesting. I think the next series of Iron Fist will be interesting because he's now teamed up with an actual superhero with Daredevil. And I think he's going to be in the, you know, the adult kid that he is. He's do, you be a- do you think he's actually going to be Daredevil as his... I think he'll be like, I'm going to take some influence and put on a costume and look after Hell's Kitchen now that Daredevil's apparently gone. Because mm. who knows where Daredevil is? Ooh. Well, I have my opinions of where he is. Mm. I think I know where he is. But anyway. I reckon the next series of Iron Fist will be, because they'll make another one. He'll be yeah. like, he'll be taking on the superhero role. You reckon? Yeah, he's trying to tone for fucking up so much stuff because that's what Danny Rand's been doing. I'd like it for Danny Rand just to be Iron Fist. Yeah. He's too busy going around telling people he's Iron Fist. That's mm. his thing. He won't stop telling people. He loves telling people who yeah, he, he does. is. But yeah, the Defenders, it gets like... There should be a the... scene that starts with Danny Rand just talking to some random guy on the street. Yeah, I'm even more Lion Fist. Yeah, fucking look, check hand glows. You're yeah. awesome. I think that there should be... I think that, a dragon in the heart. I think that if, if, in all honesty, I think that this is, as a series, this was like a Christina Applegate now, rather than the Christina Applegate in Married with Children. I should say before I say anything else. But yeah, Christine Applegate now. It's like... This Christine Still recognisable, but... You know, she's not doing the best films. She's a really cool, talented actress. 
but she just doesn't get offered anything decent. And I think that that's this. Well, she just, was in Anchorman too. That's yeah, doesn't help. But I think that that's this. This just didn't get, didn't didn't get like the, well, the next series is Punisher, isn't it? Yeah, I look forward to that because fucking Punisher. They, uh, hopefully they've got the Soska sisters to direct it. It's just fucking nightmarish gore and realism. I was kind of hoping that they with the Punisher series because he's going to kill everyone. Yeah, like he's going to be murdering villains left and right, and yeah. Punisher has shit tons of forgettable villains. Oh yeah, like like so almost all of his get villains. Jigsaw in there, get the Russian. It's quite funny. All of almost all of his villains yeah. are just essentially war vets that have gone mad. Yeah, or have just started fighting for the mafia. Did they in Agents of Shield in the last series? I swear they referred to what's his face. You know the bad guy who ends up getting and multiple android bodies. They started referring to him as the Russian, and I don't oh, know yeah, if he's. Yeah. I, I can't imagine him meant to be in the Russian. Oh, what you mean the uh, the the white and red yeah. shirted Kevin Nash in Thomas Jane's Punisher? Film. I actually really like that fight scene. Yeah, that fight scene's fucking amazing. It's pretty fun. Isn't it's it? one of those things where you know they built that set entirely for that fight. Yeah. And the game, the fight scene in the game, yeah, it's, it's really freaking good awesome. Because like it was all game. about yeah, the, the game's good. Right. Just yeah, um, but yeah, like I, you know. There's, I wouldn't recommend this. I think they've rested on their laurels a bit in the last couple of shows, and they're yeah. like, they're kind of going, "Oh, it's a Netflix show. We'll do amazing on it." Yeah. And I think now they've had long enough for people going, "No, nah, it's getting a bit wobbly." Yeah, I think that I think there could be a great follow-on series if they just realise that, hey, let's let's do this the way we're meant to do this. We've got three R-rated shows and mm. one 12A. Let's make this a 15 and just do what Suicide Squad should have done. Have a nice little nightmarish vampires in Harlem mm. B movie style. Like the next series, I'd have like um, Kingpin just could do Kingpin going like full blown war with everyone in New York. Do Kingpin and do a low level Sinister Six. Mm. Have have them each have their own boss and have them overcome their own. Oh, Fiend's still alive, isn't he? Who um, Scorpio? Not Scorpio. no, not Matt Garley. No, Thingy in Shocker. Luke Cage. Oh uh, yeah, his brother. Yeah, he's still alive, isn't he? They didn't kill him. Cottonmouth, not Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth was Marshall Ali. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Diamondback. There you go. Yeah, he's still alive. He is still alive. Electra's around somewhere. Not necessarily a villain, but she could be the one that betrays the Sinister Sticks. There's always one. Sinister Sticks. Yeah, there yeah. is. It's usually Sandman. Um, Kilgore's imaginary, apparently. Yeah, I would just. <laughs> I would. I'd have it so that each one had their own challenge. Like they had something specific to them, rather than just be like, "Well, let's throw as many ninjas as we can at this one." Well, Jessica Jones' challenge was finding the beer, and she got that eventually. Well done. Yeah, you. she kept stealing beer off homeless people. Yeah, that's okay. That's not okay. <laughs> like that was a weird thing for her to do. And also, like in the last series, I understand that she's getting over some serious shit. Mm. But in the last series, she realised that she couldn't just drink away the pain, only to revert to drinking away the pain. Oh, she drinks. She's not going to stop drinking. Yeah, I know, but, like, she's drinking just for the hell of it in this. Yeah. Well, like, she's not drinking like she was in the other one where she had flashbacks, she had issues, she'd drink. In this, it just feels like, oh, she's just drinking for the sake of drinking. It seems... Like, the whole thing seems very strange. Like... It's her key superpowers, drinking. No, it isn't. But, yeah, like, The Defenders. I mean, I can't really recommend it. Not when Netflix have released other... St- I mean, I'd even recommend another film that I'm going to talk about later. More than this. On Netflix. There should have been a scene where Spider-Man groped past that giant building as they demolished the entire thing. Yeah. And he's like, I am not having part of that. Did we ever talk about the second series of F is for Family? Yeah. Yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, better yeah. than this. Yeah, Much yeah, better yeah. than this. F is for Family is a very different series. Ah, ah is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Because they've got yeah. their own Avengers. Have they? Yeah, the old guy who drives the oh, vending yeah. machine truck. Yeah. Fat guy with no fingers. Or win the... Um, Cottage cheese. 
the scary Freddy Fazbear looking oh, yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've also got uh, his, his next door neighbour. Who is it? Um, Kev? Possibly. Well, Kev? I can't no, remember. Kevin's the child. Is Kevin the child? Yeah. Oh. His neighbour's the uh, radio DJ. That's it, that's yeah. it. And the other neighbour's the one who just keeps staring at the kids as they yeah. go past. Yeah. All right, anyway, your review. Fucking Defenders. Oh, dear. Right, yeah. okay. Um, you don't need to review Defenders. No, I don't need to. I just thought it was all right as possible. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> it's the second worst of the Marvel <laughs> shows, so... I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, right, I'll review uh, Desinata, uh, Death Note. Uh, oh, yeah, it's the American show. It's Death Note. Uh, okay, so people love to hate anything. That's like a, a live-action adaptation of anime. Like Even the Attack on Titan anim- live-action film got slated. Yeah, because it was bad. Yeah, true. Yeah, it was pretty... It was pretty awful. Yeah. I, Gantz isn't bad, apparently. I don't mind Gantz. Yeah. The live-action Gantz, the only problem is that they cut out, like... 90% of the books yeah so like in the middle there's like a middle section you know where um, everybody sort of gains enough points to do stuff finally yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and in the in the books they one of them upgrades their weapons and stuff don't they yeah. in the middle part of this they just sort of cut to a few months later after the statue fight you know in the monastery yeah 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 you know that the guys everyone dies <laughs> everyone dies except for the three mains and they all come back no all the mains die it's only the one only the one guy isn't it whatever his name is I can't remember his name the older guy has a small brother no, no, the, you know the one who's a complete yeah, no. twat at the start of the series? No, the complete twat dies. Yeah, later. He, I thought he died there. He dies before the Osaka incident. But anyway, anyway, yeah, so they cut out a lot of that stuff and they switch they switch some of it around. Hmm. But it's, um, I mean, it's still really watchable. Yeah, but Death Note is like, okay, so Death Note, that came out. It's been yeah. a thing, it's, the idea of making an American Death Note film has been around for years. And I'm not against the idea of an American Death Note film. No. I think what would be smarter is having a Death Note film set within the universe of Death Note. Yeah. Set in America. I agree. So you don't have to explain why your character's called Light in America. Mm. They do explain it in the film. Did you catch the line? No. His dad says, your mother was always a bit of a hippie. There you go. That explains why she called her son Light. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's one of those ones where it's like, a lot of people have been really, really hating every aspect of it. Yeah. And really, it's only problem. It's only a small problem. It's only got a small problem is story, structure, plot twist, tellings, like friggin', you know, the pacing of the film, um, the fact it's an hour and 40 minutes long when it should probably be at least two hours, um, mm. you know, all those sort of things. Okay, so we don't need to focus on how poorly defined Light is as a character, um, how there's no consequence to a whole bunch of things for ages. Don't have to focus on how he, like, you know, he doesn't experiment with the book, he just becomes a master of it in no time whatsoever. Yeah. Or that he spent... I mean, he had a girlfriend in the series, but she was kind of, like, more oblivious to the whole thing. Yeah. And then he uses her towards the end. And it's they use her he, as a... He uses her a lot. They use her the as, like, a pseudo-bad guy in this series, in this film. It's not even the same character, is it? Not really, no. no. But, um... Yeah, I think it's because they... Because L um, can't really be a bad guy to him. L's not a bad guy. The idea is there's conflict between the two. He likes the bad guy, but I think they didn't want to make him full-blown bad in this... They sort of, by the end of it, he still believes he's fighting the good fight. He just thinks that other people have screwed things over for him. Yeah. Um, but there's loads of stuff in it that's worth praising, though. I think people really rag on it. The soundtrack's friggin' amazing. It's shot brilliantly. Um, friggin', what's his name? Stanfield is playing L is amazing. Like, yeah, he yeah. nailed that. The he's, he's incredible. I wouldn't argue with yeah, that. The I way, think he's incredible. Little things like the way he put down the phone. Exactly like the animation. Yeah. Plonk like that. Plonking it down and everything. 
He's frigging like spot on. Um, there's stuff in it where it felt a little bit like Final Destination at times, when it was like a Rube Goldberg. Rube, what's it? What's the name of the thing? It's a Rube Goldberg machine, isn't it? Yeah. But it's like the series of bizarre contraptions kicking off. Because it's like, like yeah, friggin' Ryuk turns up and he's like, yeah, how do you want to kill him? Ooh, decapitation. Yeah. And it's like just all sorts of shit goes off and a ladder takes the top of his head off. I'm like, okay. Um, and did he get in trouble for trashing that classroom? No. The classroom was a mess after Ryuk turned up the first time. Oh, but that's did he really turn up? Did anything really happen? Yeah, yeah, he did. The lights come back on it's still yeah. a mess. Um, Ryuk was quite well done. Combination of CGI and uh, practical effects. They had a guy Actually, in a suit, didn't they? With I the, really liked Ryuk. Yeah. That's probably the highlight for me. Slowly, there's a plenty of stuff in there. It's just the the writing, the pacing, like the, the plot telling, storytelling. I feel like something was cut from it. I feel like they... Like, there's a really sharp moment in the middle of the film where it just really just suddenly goes... L goes from being, I think he's in Seattle, to Light is the killer. Light is Kira. It just... Like that. He's convinced the moment that his dad doesn't get killed when he's on the podium. Yeah. And it's like... Come on. <laughs> it's a bit too quick. There was none of that, like... There was none of that stuff where at first they're not sure there is a Kira. They instantly assume there's someone. Because Light goes and makes them start writing names on the wall. Yeah. Whereas in the anime, it was like people start calling him Kira and then he starts embracing that idea and making them write things on the walls and stuff like that. Um, there's like all those like massacres in clubs and stuff like that and it's like really early on in the film where he's like massacre and tired. Not everyone who works in the Yakuza club is going to be a bad person. They're no. just going to be after a job. There's going to be bartenders and strippers and stuff like that and you see them all laid out dead. But the rules of the Death Note are that if your way of killing someone is going to cause someone else to die, that doesn't happen and the person dies of a heart attack. Yeah. That's part of the rules. That's why you can't just say, you know, the entire Ferris wheel collapses and kills... Every, kills. That was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That was, that, see, that's that's one of the biggest problems for me. Is it, it, it wanted a big finale. <sighs> it's just, it's an American-made anime adaptation. Yeah. So it's bloated. Yeah. You've got some great performances from people that clearly love the fucking anime. Yeah. And oddly enough, Willem Dafoe, yeah. Hero of the movie. Doing his Green eyes. Goblin voice. Yeah. Well, it's not just that he's doing his Green Goblin voice. The inflection. You're not, we're not yeah. the same. It's like, it's like, yeah. like that. Just the way it creeps yeah. into yeah. a seat. Fantastic. Yeah. You've, um, like the you eyes said, being L. little tiny black little lights coming out of black yeah. voids. Yeah. Right. Just like you said, L. There's yeah. a scene in which L chases down light. Holy yeah. fuck. That's probably chaser, one of the most yeah. energetic, energetic scenes of the whole film. Hmm. And it happens Bit when it shouldn't. <laughs> a bit of parkour going it on. It shouldn't happen. Yeah. It should have been that he saw someone that he thought was... At no point in this in this first movie should Elle have known that Light was the, the holder of the Death Note. Yeah, because you've ruined the whole thing that the second half should yeah. be, which is where Elle still thinks Light's the killer, but he's like, he no, no, d- can't def- definitely prove it, he, and he needs to prove it to be certain. In an American film, you can't yeah. have it so it's one suspect. He should have yeah. had five suspects... Yeah. And there's one guy, He L is out at his ice yeah. cream parlor, he sees someone mugging someone, yeah. and as they mug him, he hears the word Akira, or he sees someone say something that looks like Akira, and he immediately runs out of the ice cream shop and starts gunning after this guy, running after him. The guy freaks out and fucking runs off. I think it's like the best part of the anime, I think. like there's the first In the anime, the first few episodes are really cool, then it yeah. kind of airs for a bit. Yeah. The best part of the anime is the whole sequence where Light is working with L in the police department yeah. and he's basically trying to manipulate events so he can find out what L's name is. Yeah. And I don't feel like that's going to be 
Like he ain't going to work with the police on the next. No. <laughs> next one. Like this is there's there's just a bunch of shit that's just fucking ridiculous. It's like he goes from he goes from being a like an okay at school kid who you know kind of has friends, but he's not doing. Which shows great. he's smart, and, but he's morally dubious. Yeah, right at the start. Like, you know, he's kind of got friends. And he feels his injustice and stuff, yeah. but it's done in like so rapid fire. Like, yeah, he goes from he goes from being that kid to being a serial killer. Yeah. in fifteen minutes. Yeah, and he goes. In another five minutes, he goes from being a serial killer to telling his his mate, who's a female, that he's a serial killer, to getting her to kill people with him with the book, and then yeah. within half an hour, all your cards are laid out on the table. L knows who light is. Yeah, L knows what's going. Where's the, you know, like who wrote this? A fucking <laughs> Adam Wingard. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Fucking retard. But um. No, it's uh, cause the thing with her as well. With Mia, her character was like it's just awful. But she's like you know the pop idol character in the anime in the comics who's like yeah, 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 yeah. who yeah. basically she gets her own death note and yeah. she's a bit crazy and she's in love with Kira and all this yeah. she was like an amalgamation of the girlfriend from the first half of the series that Kira goes and kills to get away with yeah something you know of course he wouldn't kill his own girlfriend if he was really the killer but he does yeah. um the Japanese live action films are fine the first two I think the I first one's really, better than the I second I think they're really good I don't even mind yeah. the third one I haven't seen the L Save the World, isn't it called? Yeah, yeah. Called? yeah, I haven't seen I don't that. actually mind it. There's a TV series now in Japan, I think. Is there? Yeah, something. I think it's called Death Note World. Apparently, a shit ton of people get Death Notes. Ha! <laughs> like, that's cool. The, yeah. That would have been a more Americanized version. Yeah. It should have been. Like, people had Death Notes and they're conflicting. Death like, Note Twitter. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> just have it so they've got Death Notes and they're trying to kill the person who's got the other Death Note because mm. they get told that if they kill the person, they earn more kills using their Death Note. Yeah. So you've got a finite amount to begin with. And you got like say fifty. If you kill someone, that number quadruples. If you kill another person, it quadruples again. It just keeps going up, and then whoever yeah. wins can kill other people. But you know, one other person knows your name, and if they think you're the killer, hmm. they'll kill you. <laughs> you know, play a game murder in the dark with Death Note. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> that's what it essentially yeah. is. But it's like it's Death Note was like. I think it was just about passable in terms of a. Uh, just a silly shit. What well, it it lost its way a bit, and there's moments that are really good, and the music's fucking amazing in it, and because it was by Atticus Ross, the music yeah. was who's you know done Girl with a Dragon Tattoo with Trent Reznor yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. He's superb, and it had a real moody, synthy groove, you know, groove to it. But it, it feels like it was missing twenty minutes of film that would have just slowed the pace down and fleshed things out and made things make more sense. And it's a really weird comparison, but I got very a very similar feeling watching this. Mm. As I did watching something like Bulletproof Monk. Really? <laughs> Bulletproof yeah. Monk. You know, like, it's like... Bulletproof Monk's a masterpiece. Don't do I remember when the trailer came on the cinema <laughs> once and everyone just started laughing when the name <laughs> came up on the screen. But yeah, no, like, it reminds me of Bulletproof Monk. Because, yeah. like, say, okay, so you take something that's inherently embedded in a in a culture, mm. martial arts. Yeah. And the mysticism behind martial arts. And you try to Americanise it. And you try to Americanise it. And instead of, like... Dragon Ball Evolution. E- because that's just terrible. That Dragon Ball Evolution is hilarious. Didn't have any redeeming factors to it. That's it the does. It that. has it has some of the funniest sequences no. ever put on film. The bit where he does his hair and he goes plink and brings back up again. This is the truth. Like the truth of, <laughs> the, of Death Note is that I have watched it now. I watched it in 4K, which is the best quality that you can watch it in so far. Oh, you yeah, know, 4K TV. And, you know, and it looked beautiful. You're right. Shot yeah. great until yeah. the last 15, 20 minutes when you've got that awful CGI. That's um, fine. When whatever it's it is. TV budget in it, bad. It's fine. Um, and then, like, there's, it's just I can't hold my disbelief long enough for this 
dweebish person who has morally you know what we needed you know when he's in the hospital bed at the end spoilers yeah. and it's revealing everything that happened you need that music from Saw yeah. where it tells me <gasps> yeah that's great that'd be awesome yeah. Yeah. oh let's just record it off Netflix no, 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 and just no. stick it need, on there what you need is you remember um, the ending to Resident Evil yeah that music and have it reveal oh my I think they actually use that in the Japanese version because there is a but yeah, definitely. I fucking I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Like I could I I can watch Bulletproof Monks still to this day and have an all right time. I kind of like it, but I can't watch yeah, Death same Note. Same for me with Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, but I can't watch. Okay, I, I don't think I can ever bring myself to watch all of Death Note again. Yeah, I hope they make us follow up though. You know, give them a let's see if they go somewhere completely different with a follow up. I'll yeah. be well for it. If they if they turn around and say, make your guys. own forge your own path. Yeah. We shit the bed, but we That's got a I've great idea. Said. If you're gonna re- like, if you're gonna take a Japanese anime thing and relocate it to America, yeah. do an entire story of your own. And also, if you're gonna do this, instead of making it so the character is initially possibly a psychopath, have it so it's a good character. Fucking edge lord. That's what he is. <laughs> he is. He is. Like he's Fucking like he's like. Hey, can I kiss you? Yeah. Can I kiss you on the face? I have romantic inclinations towards you. Mm. I really like your face. And uh, it's I'm, I've a, a Netflix eight-part TV series covering the same series of events would have been perfect. Yeah, I want scenes of Kira walking around with um, Ryuk talking How to him behind him. How weird was it that he runs out of an alley? Like he, firstly, he becomes a parkour master. Yeah. That was the worst part for me. Was watching this guy who's like, oh, I can't fight any bullies to become a fucking table flipping madman. He can oh, run yeah, he faster. Say, yeah. But this, in the anime, he's a tennis champion, exactly. isn't he? And he like, gives up being a tennis champion. That's one thing that's bothered me in the anime. Raito is or light as they translate into his, his yeah. name's Raito. Um, he's fucking perfect at everything, isn't he? That's the his point, only though, problem isn't it? is that he's a bit obsessive. Well, that's the point. Yeah. That's like the whole point. Is like he's not a bad person. He's not done anything wrong. It's just he's given a great power and it corrupts him. Yeah. In this, it's just someone who's already a dick becomes more of a dick, but he has the ability to kill people without ever actually having to do anything, which is mm. the ultimate fantasy of every internet fucking nerd out there. Oh, God. It's like Alex Jones becomes the holder of the Death Note. Don't. It is. Don't. It is. It'd be horrible. We'd spell everyone's names wrong. Exactly. So no one <laughs> would die. You get really frustrated. Like, oh, the lizard people have thrown me a wrong Death Note. It's no, like a fake. Um, but yeah, like I couldn't recommend this. Like that's my biggest. Like, I am a huge fucking fan of Death Note. I fucking love Death Note. I've got all the I've got all the manga. And... See, I don't hold like Death Note. I think it's all right. I think the anime is a solid seven out of ten. Yeah. But um, and the films are like the first one's good. The second one's like it's all it's be- it's decent. It's, yeah. It does have it's got a decent finale to it, but it's just stupid. Yeah. But um. Because I think Death Note's a really good concept that's never really been done perfectly. No, but like, you know, that's kind of why I love it. Mm. Like, it was always imperfect perfection for me. Yeah. Like, it's it's something that, once again, you start off in an area where someone is slowly corrupted by a power. Don't just go, hey, guess what? He's a dick. He's even more of a dick now. <laughs> Magic trick. And like, then no, he's have- not a total dick. He made sure they didn't use the rumour site until he was convenient to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, like I've got all the Death Note. Books. You're 18. If you punch me, you're technically beating a child. It's child abuse. Yes, yeah, Jesus fucking Christ! Who wrote that line? Yeah, that was that was one of those lines where you're like, oh right, so this is if like. If you take Light out of the film, it'd probably be quite good. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. If you take Light and his girlfriend out of the film, and you yeah. just had someone else completely, you know, imagine give if the give bully... his dad the Death Note. No, instead give the bully the Death Note. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give the bully the Death Note and see what happens. Have someone yeah. who is a a terrible character, a corruptible. In, like no, sorry, a corrupted individual already hurts people, 
have it turn around and have him have the death note and he becomes a force for good he actually yeah. does start saving the world yeah writes Alex Jones yes yeah. <laughs> with an X he doesn't need to though he has a heart attack already because yeah. he ate a big bowl of chilli <laughs> he ate a big bowl of chilli yeah. he forgot his kids birthdays faces I think and it's just wife. about passable it's the it's the it's the worst anime adaptation of this year for yeah. live action yeah Ghost and in the Shell was year. better and last year we had an Attack on Titan one yeah actually Attack on Titan was 2015 was it 2015 that long ago yeah yeah it didn't come out over here until oh, right. 16 yeah but um, oh. it's, Ghost in the Shell was better and people were really mean on Ghost in the Shell and I thought Ghost in the Shell was well. better despite the racism yeah despite the the attempt to make it okay <laughs> that she's white in the film it made it worse yeah making it worse I yeah. would have just not addressed it I would have just made it like I would have made the kid like from like Europe just wouldn't have addressed it would have made no the kid Kusanagi from... just go yeah your brain was taken from Michelle Connor yeah done there you go she happens to be Asian oh fucking hell yeah. can't resist it can damn you? it yeah <laughs> and it was Rila Fukunaka playing the friggin girl really yeah you know friggin uh, the first what's her name from Kill Bill no in, you know in she's in the characters in fucking Suicide Squad and she's in Arrow oh Katana uh, Katana yeah she was Katana Oh, yeah. I thought she was going to be like a young girl. No, it was the girl who played her. She was like a teen, supposed to be a teenager, but you, know, oh, yeah, yeah. you can get a Japanese woman up to the 30s to play a teenager. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Because yeah. racism. Yeah. I See, I Ghost in the Shell, I'd say, was better, yeah. Wait, I'd say it was so much better yeah. than this. But I think Ghost in the Shell is the most stunning graph fi- visually film this year. Yeah, I think Ghost in the Shell is going to make a real good music video one day. Yeah. <laughs> Lincoln Park. Yeah. Rest in peace, Chester. <laughs> Chester Bennington. Actually, Gu- Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is the most visually stunning film this year. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Because that's like every prog rock album cover I've ever looked at. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Pop suffers... Targus. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 suffers from a problem which I call giving one character too much screen time so you realise how impossibly powerful they are. <laughs> Yondu is, is so overpowered. Yeah. There's not much point it's in having now. a Guardians of a Galaxy team if you've got Yondu. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just... That's dead. Yeah, that's true. That's kill him off. All right, yeah. yeah. So that's your review of Death Note. Yeah. Just, just passable. I'm talking like barely a five. I would not. Because okay, I don't go on this whole thing where it's like everything shit. If there's good qualities in there, it gets... It can make it to oh, average. Oh, yeah, like, I agree, but if it's a 3 out of 10, I can't recommend it. It's not as good as Final Destination. It's better than Final Destination 4. It's not as good as Final Destination 2 or 3, though. No, maybe not. Or 5. Is 5 the one that ends with the whole thing where yes. the where it's set before the original? 5 yeah. is the one where you subtly realise that, that it's, it's, a, it's a prequel. 4 is the one that has the whole... Um, half the film turns out to be the premonition, yeah. doesn't it? And then you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. Really? I kind of like Final Destination movies. The first one's great. I've got it somewhere. Final Destination's yeah. a bit like... It told uh, me I was going to die on my birthday in 2019 on the bonus features. Nice. Well, thanks for that. Nice. I am. Um, I wonder what I'd say now. If we'd put the clocks back to 2001... What we say within the next hour? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I've just eaten a lot of peanuts. <laughs> I uh, I can't recommend yeah. Death Note, but, you know... I reckon there It's are, free. Have you got Netflix? Yeah, it's free. Some people are really going to like it. Like, there were other Netflix series released this month that people have ignored. And like Atypical had, and stuff. I didn't watch Atypical. Atypical was all right. Yeah, review a- it then. All right, I'm going to review Atypical, a series yeah. about autism. It's, it's it wasn't really a great interpretation of mental illness in young men. Autism's not mental illness. It's a disability. Mental illness can be a disability. If it's not, like, friggin'... I don't know. Is it mental illness, really? Mental illness, mental illness would come under... Friggin' depression, anxiety, stuff like that. Stuff, yeah. 
I, I always thought it was linked to... I thought it was a mental illness. No, really. It's not really a mental illness. It's down oh, yeah, no, to maybe chemical, not. biological things. Maybe that is... Maybe that is like a... Oh, some people call transgenderism. Well, they're dumb. Yeah, I know they are, but some people call that mental illness. <laughs> I don't know enough about autism. No, nor do I. But nor does this TV programme, apparently, because it's not very well written. <laughs> I thought people There's loved it. Some bits that I... Re- well, that's the thing, right? I, I would recommend Atypical over Death Note. Oh. And The Defenders. I'm sure you want to take that. Yeah. That harsh stance there. I would. I would recommend Death Note over the Avengers. Uh, no, sorry, the Defenders and and Death Note. Um, it's a comedy series, first of all. Mm. It's got a great cast. It's just very generic premises. It's just the fact that there's an autistic child in it means that it, it, that we're not meant to see everything coming. It's autistic. Yeah, it's autistic. Um, but yeah, just because there's an autism twist to everything. It feels like they're like, oh, this gives us permission to rehash these older themes that, you know, everybody's done a million times over. Like, there's a relationship that's falling apart. Someone cheats. Someone doesn't realise they cheat. Their life turns around. They get better. You know, there's a girl that meets a boy. She falls in love with a boy. Her studies are failing because she meets this boy. Everybody's worried that this boy... And then it turns out it's a family issue. You know, it's just, it's every five-person comedy ever made. But with autism. And because there's autism in it, which they play for laughs, but they don't play for laughs at the expense of the person. I think there's one joke that may be annoyed, and that's the kid comes along and he goes, I just got a handjob in an igloo, because he just had his first sexual experience in an igloo, oh. which is actually something that's led to in the series. Like, it builds up to that, rather than it just being something that happens. It's not like some girl's like, oh, you're really cool and kooky, I'm going to I'm gonna toss you off. It's something they build trust over the course of the series, and... They're not together, and you know, there's a. It has plot threads. It has growth. It has no. character interaction and growth, and that's nice. I'd recommend this. I give it. I give it. Uh, trying to think of something that something that doesn't denote too much quality. Um, are you trying to find a celebrity that doesn't have much quality? I. I'm trying to find someone that has enough quality that it seems like a. There's a glimmer there. There is something there. A glimmer man, it's if Adam you would. Sandler. A glimmer man, if you would. Yeah. A Steven Seagal. I like as many films as he's done as he does that are terrible. There is still the Glimmer Man. There is still Hard to Kill. There is still Executive Decision. There is still a lot of quality here. Executive Decision Under Siege. Yeah, he's an Executive Decision for like five seconds. Hey, I I didn't say I was going to name films he was in the longest for Under Siege one and two. I could have said, but I chose Executive Decision because I wanted to lead to Kurt Russell. I'm giving it a Kurt Russell. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Kurt Russell's amazing. I know Kurt Russell's amazing. That's why I'm giving it a Kurt Russell. This is essentially like a 7.4 out of 10. Okay, and keep just inflating it. All right. Every two seconds. Okay. But anyway, so I, I give this Kurt Russell. It's it's fine. It's a piece of comedy. It's not harmful. It's not upsetting. Uh, there is a little bit you can learn from it because autism, you know, some of the stuff is taken from a book that's about autism. Some of it is linked to a to a book that was written by someone with autism. And it explains, it breaks down some of the interactions. Some of the, but the stuff that is played for laughs, some of it, Seems a little bit mean-spirited, although it's not done at the expense of the character. It's more done at the expense of the situation. But still, you know, uh, some people see it as means. Others will see it as a different way. Um, but yeah, I you know, better than The Defenders or Death Note, which are the two big hits of this month, aren't they? I don't know about that. Yeah. What else is out on Netflix that you'd recommend? Uh, I think there's a new series of Paw Patrol. What? Yeah. And we didn't watch it together. I know. Fuck, I've got to get my gym jammed on. We're going to watch Paw Patrol. Yeah. All right, your review, buddy. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> I played. I've only played briefly, only a little bit. But I played a mobile phone game called Data Wing. Nice. It's uh, it's it's a game that when I went to download it from the Android store, it was apparently only had five hundred downloads, which is a bit worrying. It's free to play. Yeah. 
Um, no microtransactions in there. Um, okay. You do get given shiny gems, though, every time you finish level. I don't know what nice. they're for. No idea. Um, but basically, you know, like in Asteroids, when you're flying your craft around, there's momentum and inertia to it and stuff like that. And yeah. the way you turn, it's not an instant turn. You have a drift. Okay, okay. Like so that. like old school, almost like top-down racer style. Yeah, but this is like you're working your way around tracks and stuff. Your idea is that you're um, delivering data packets for a computer program. As if you're like one node inside a computer that's delivering a data packet and you're being spoken to by the program that has to run the entire thing who's got some ulterior motive. He's working for the user and he wants you to deliver these data packets and stuff, but you seem to be a bit above average. At yeah. it. it's, he never tells you anything better than being like one of the least worse or something. Um, but you like racing around courses. You have to do them in a certain amount of time. Um, there's a mechanic where if you f- sort of turn so your thruster is hitting the wall, mm-hmm. you get a boost off the wall by using your thruster off the wall. Okay. That's about as complex as the mechanics are getting. It's, like, it's just simple turn, swerve, use the walls to curve. And boost. Um, you get stuff like this gravity, high gravity area, so you have to use the boost on the wall to get off it. Um, it's tricky. It takes ages to get the hang of, but it doesn't like... It doesn't punish you too much. It like lets you just keep trying mm-hmm. until you've passed it. You know, if you get a stage where you have to do a lapping under a certain amount of time, which you'll have to use the boosts for, you can just hit restart any time you feel like, but you can just keep going until you've done it. Yeah. Um, there'll always be a ghost showing your best time. Oh, cool. Um, but it's kind of like a sort of some racer, but time trials stuff and obstacle courses and stuff like that, all built around asteroid style inertia movement. Um, but yeah, it's like a free game and it's really nicely made. It's like, it's really simple, got some nice little effects going on there. Yeah. The screen's always like slightly askew, like something's off. And I haven't played through a massive amount of it, but I've got a feeling that computer program's a bit dodgy. Um, I think there's something sinister going on. <gasps> you don't say. Yeah. He's like, I want you to go and get to this program over here and <gasps> keep delivering packets until we get to this. No. He's probably got a plan. He probably does have a plan. Yeah. But it's a free-to-play game. I can't remember who it's made by, but it's made by some guy. Mm. <laughs> but um, it's weird that there's like a decent free-to-play game, and chances are, because it hasn't got microtransactions or ads, it's like buried away on the Android store. Buried alive, but Because, enough. you know, if it doesn't have microtransactions, why the hell would Android bother push- being pushed? That's true. Yeah. It's true, they don't make any money. Yeah, they don't make money, I think they don't give a damn. They don't give a damn. That's why you go through friggin', what is it, their top games? Like and it's all based on how much money they've made, which yeah. is worrying. Is and worrying. you just go through them, and it's like ages before you'll find a game that is actually just a straight up paid for game. Like Minecraft is usually the first one you see, and maybe a little further down you might find like what's another one that you have to pay for on there? Like you might find something a lot miles down the list. It's always like just endless Clash of Clans, Simpsons Tapped Out clones. I fucking hate Simpsons. Simpsons Tapped Out. It's Bad game. And the Family Guy one. All it's of them. really bad. They're all bad. Clicker games. That's a thing again now, isn't it? Yep. People love them. Right now. Oh my god, you fucking horrible person. Hello. Back in my day, we had proper mobile games. Like we had that. What's that one where you had to um, make the sweet? You had to cut the ropes to make the. It's called Cut oh, the Rope. Cut the Rope, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a good game. That was a great yeah. game. I like Wordament on my Windows phone when I had Word-a-ment. that. Wordament? It was um, Words with Friends, basically, but the Windows oh. phone version of it. Because, <laughs> you know, Windows. They didn't get any apps. They couldn't. No, because they wanted people to pay a license fee, didn't they? To be on the yeah. store. Idiots. Yeah. Um, but no, it's Data Wing. It's interesting. It's free and give it a try. I think it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, you know, they could do other versions of this. It's a really simple. It's got like really 
it's got this 80s synthy music to it, but it's actually like songs. Like, with like you hear echoes of songs and stuff like that playing through it. It's got a really nice feel to it. Um, yeah, reminds me a bit of um, Hotline Miami, the music style does. I like Hotline a Miami bit. a lot. Yeah, but it's good. Give it a go. Give it a go. It's free. Mm. Data Wing, all caps. Yeah. Your review, you penis. My review, my next review is going to be... Um, your penis. Well, I've already reviewed The Surge. I did that last month. Yeah, you did. Have you not even thought this out? Did you not get your Google Doc together? No, I didn't. Oh, dear. So my next review is going to be a series that recently was on a sci-fi channel. Uh, mm. It's called Blood Drive. Oh, that show. Yeah. Oh, it looks shit. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So Blood Drive is the story of a secret race that goes on behind the scenes, powered by Heart Corporation, who are essentially like a multi... Uh, conglomerate that run everything they run everything in the future something has happened to the earth there was too much fracking done and a large fissure opened up down the middle of America um, and from this came this gas and all this other shit and the world's just going Mad Max Nice. so everything's run by this, this corporation including the police force so people don't really stop crimes anymore they just sort of beat up people that try and get shit for free and then they collect their teeth from all the beatings they have and those teeth mean that they get paid at the end of the month Tea for currency. Not currency, no. Oh. Because they get paid at the end of a month for, ca- for collecting enough teeth. So teeth are just an indicator that you've beaten people up. And they're sort of, that's their quota. Almost like the, oh, almost nice. like the police forces for us now. They get like an arrest quota. Yeah. It's kind of like that. So, um, so the story is that this policeman, he's researching Heart Foundation, finding out what they've done and, and trying to get to the bottom of all the shady shit going on. Little does he realise that he is about to stumble into the blood drive, which is an event in which people race across country through various different grindhouse grindhouse cinema scenarios in cars. Are they scenarios set up purposely no, no, for No, 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 they're not set up. Or do they just happen to stumble across These are just it? weird areas that are affected in different ways. So it's like ways. Judge Dredd in the Cursed Earth, but in a car. Yeah. <laughs> These are just weird scenarios that have started because different Heart, heart Foundation experiences have gone wrong oh, or... Dear. You know, people have been exposed to the fissure. You know, stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, so it's it's like attempts to be grindhousey, but it doesn't really doesn't work. It must the thing with a lot of modern things. They're trying to be bad on purpose. Well, it's not bad. That's the thing. It's not okay. They so want it like, to be cheap and nasty looking on purpose, and they think and that's it enough. kind of pulls that shit off. Like the cheap and nasty feeling, and it even gets the sex stuff down quite well. Like normally, that's the thing that comes off worse in TV is that they do sex, but like it's PG soap sex, so it's like, oh, well, they just fall back into bed and they're both like sheets are perfectly covering anything that could be considered. Well, Americans all have L-shaped sheets, yeah. yeah, and um, and you know, like it's just bullshit like that. But no, they're like there's fucking in this, and nice. there's like. At one point, they find out that an adrenaline, like they have these chips in the necks, a bit like Battle Royale, but it's a chip. And if they don't finish the race in time, it goes off. And they find out like a massive surge of adrenaline will fuck the chip up because it reads the body, the body vital signs wrong. So they start fucking in the car as they're driving to try and increase their a bit like uh, a bit like crank. Yeah, right. yeah. So they start like trying to do shit to build up their adrenaline. They're fucking in the car as they're driving, and that kind of causes the chip to go crazy. Uh, but loads of shit like that, like that stuff works. The problem is that the individual scenarios are all tropes. Yeah, yeah, and the point of the trope is to be kitschy and grindhousey, but at the same time, it's well-worn tropes. Like they are 100% tropes. Like there's 
there's one that actually works really well. Out of all of them, it's the one that I'd probably like to see the most, but now it's an oversaturated market. So there's like a mutant zombie film episode. Yeah. But instead of it being mutant zombies, it's a bunch of people that worked in petrol stations, which is almost everyone at this point because the world had so much petrol, just didn't have any water or anything else like that. Yeah. So these people became desperate and they started drinking petrol because there was so much of it. Oh, you'd be drunk off your tits. Exactly. But Heart Industry at the time used those people to experiment on a new product because they still have to get FCA license or FDC, F, F, or whatever it is. Um, so they still have to get NFA, whatever the fucking the standard is, they still have to get the standard from the FCC. Food Health Organization. All right. So you've got these people, they're like, shit, we need to do a, we need to do a test group for, uh, for what happens when people drink this. It's like, why do we have to have people drink this? It's like, why do we have to put lipstick on rabbits? We don't, we just fucking do it because we need to test all this shit. What, mm. what do you want from me? So they introduce this super fuel to this environment where people are drinking it and they record the results. The result is everybody starts melting and turning into these horrible mutants. No. They just have like glowing eyes. They're a bit like chuds. No. So you've got a ton of these chuds that explode when light hits them. It turns out that because they've been drinking the super fuel, their blood is super powerful at charging the cars. <laughs> and that becomes like a plot device. And that kind of worked really well. I really liked that because they had a group of people that seemed like nut jobs, but they were actually just like the corporate execs that were in the office building in this town. And they were like on the top floor so they didn't get killed by all, the, all these monsters. But now they've tried to escape by building a car. They can't build a car fast enough because every time they start building it, these monsters are drawn to the petrol and stuff they're using to make it. Hmm. So a blood-powered car isn't doesn't draw them in. And so they have to... And, it's, and you know, shit like that is kind of fun. Right. That kind of works. <laughs> But that's episode four of Eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Jesus. And, you know, there are characters that do work, don't work, and the whole thing just becomes like a bit of a mess. But still, if you're like me and you've seen Mutant from 1984 in which a man loses his brother and his response is, we've got to survive. It doesn't matter, Kirsty, who I met two hours ago. <laughs> we've got to survive the night together because I love you. <laughs> you know, it's like those films. I love those films. They have a special place in my heart. I'm always going to love that shit. Like... I'm constantly looking for new 80s films that I missed somehow. And I, I only recently found out there's a Beast Within 2. You know, The Beast Within is like a fairly well-known, really horrible movie about like a rape victim giving birth to a monster baby. Oh, fair enough. The Beast Within 2, who fucking knows? It could be about any... It probably isn't even a sequel. It's probably just got the name slapped on it because they had the name and they needed to make some money from this. But yeah, like this film, this, sorry, series... So you're saying is you exclusively watch bad films? No, I watch good films as well. I've seen I've seen stuff like you know, Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah, that's a good it's movie. A classic, right? classic film. Fifty Shades Darker. Yeah, that's a good mm. good movie. Uh, Suicide Squad. It's pretty much favorite masterpiece. Favorite movie of last year. Oscar winning masterpiece. Like Oscar winning masterpiece. It's as good a movie as. Um, Death Magnetic is an album by Metallica. I would say that the only movie that surpasses it in terms of narrative, uh, special effects, cinematography, acting, hmm. um, would be Batman vs Superman, f- the Quest for Justice, or the, the Dawn of Justice, Dawn of Justice, or uh, Superman Four, Superman Four, Quest for Peace, yeah, or even Batman, Batman Returns. Uh, don't just Batman Returns. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Probably Batman and Robin. Um, you know, I like to think that this will find an audience. On the Sci-Fi Channel, I think it's the perfect place to watch something like this. I watched a series not long ago that the Sci-Fi Channel made. There was about, um, there was about the Rapture. 
And I thought to myself, this looks like it's a Christian. The first 15 minutes were, oh, we love our family. Mm. Everyone's good. No one's been raptured, so we don't know why. But everybody's good. We love each other. Um, within half an hour of that happening, an uh, angel had attacked... In, oh, no, sorry. A demon, cannibalistic demon, had come down and was actually possessing their neighbour. Stolen the daughter and left her in a field. She had then met some bikers who turned out to be Hell's angels. You get it? Oh. And they were fighting the demons. Oh. Uh, and then flaming rocks came down from the sky, and that was episode one. I want a rapture film where there's still twenty minutes. And still the twenty only minutes. People that and left Hesh was in it. <laughs> there should be a rapture thing Hesh. where the only people who are left behind are American Christians. Ha! <laughs> Maybe we had it wrong all along. Yeah. Did you ever watch um what was the one with um with um Nicolas Cage? No, Anna Kendrick. Oh Rapture Palooza. That was alright. Yeah, it's fun. It's funnish. Yeah. It's got um Craig Roberts. Is it Robert? Yeah, it's Craig Roberts, yeah. Craig Roberts plays the uh, the devil. Yeah. And he's he just, just spends the whole film talking about his dick. Yeah. He's just like, I'm the devil. Mm. And now I've got access to all these sins. That's one of those I'm things where they were just like, you ad-lib some devil stuff for yeah. a while. That came out at the same time as This Is The End, didn't it? Yeah, no one, no one noticed Rapture Palooza, though. No, because it wasn't as good as This Is The End. No, it wasn't, very, it wasn't great. It wasn't no, This Is The End movie. is a much better movie. Yeah, maybe. Not I like. It. Have you not seen it? Nah. Oh, Michael Sears in it? Yeah. And he has a scene in which he's got like a handful of cocaine, and he just goes up to the guy who played McLovin and goes... Poof! Like that, and he's because he goes, "Don't worry, baby, you're gonna go on a magic adventure." And he goes, "Because what the fuck is this, Michael? What have you done?" And he goes, oh, "It's just a little PCP and cocaine ah! and disappears." And you've just got you've just got Jonathan Christopher Mitz plants being comforted by like uh, all the actors. But I think it's Jonah Hill turns to him and goes, "Gonna be okay. I'm gonna keep you safe on this journey, okay, okay, baby." And Rose just does a face off, face waffle, and just disappears. He's like, "I've never done cocaine before. I don't like this." And I was like, "This is incredible." Paul Rudd treads on a guy's face. Nice. You know, like, that is a good movie. Yeah, I need to I've watch got it. it. I've got it on Blu-ray, so you can borrow it if you like. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to watch it. Uh, but, but yeah, like, this just doesn't, it's not great, but I hope it finds an audience. I really do. I, like, it's, it is wholly mediocre. Hmm. But there are a couple of episodes that I think that could be their own hour and a half of entertainment. If they did, like, a series of cheesy, you know, like, The Librarian? Yeah. If they did like a librarian series of cheesy films in which they just embraced the fact that they didn't have the money to do one every year. So it's every couple of years or something like that. Yeah. And they just made it so that these people were traveling around like this wasteland America trying to find salvation. Is it Noah Wiley in those? Noah Wiley, yeah. It yeah. was Noah Wiley. And um, who was the the guy who dreamed the entirety of a soap, a sitcom? Do you remember? What's his name? Bob? Don't know. Oh, I mean, there was God. a kid from Friggins and Elsewhere who dreamt the entirety of American television. No, it wasn't him. It was he had his own TV show. And it turned oh, out it was Bobby Ewing, like from Jet from Dallas. Maybe when after the whole that he shot Jr. and then maybe maybe Bobby Ewing steps out of the shower. Shit, no, it's just the old guy. He's in. He's also in Scrubs. He doesn't play the main doctor. He plays his brother. He comes along and he's got like he's got issues like mental illness. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd recommend this, but I'd, I'd recommend it with a warning that. It's not going to be everything I found in it for everyone. I think that so many people are going to find this lacking, but there's enough gore and it moves at a fast enough pace and it doesn't dwell on anything. Like the themes, like they learn from episode to episode. They do grow as characters. Hmm. Motivations change. And then, to be honest, the finale is entertaining as fuck because it just goes, you know what? I don't give a fuck anymore. Let's just do what we want. And like there's a scene in which one of the main bad guys peels his skin off to reveal he's a character that you've seen once in the whole series. And it's just like, 
This makes sense because it doesn't. Well, fuck it, I don't care. Like, there's one character that gets a robotic eye, and just by tapping on the side of his head, he can switch to the feeds of what they're seeing. And he, like, he can see his friend in the blood drive. He's the other cop that was helping him back in the day. Mm. And he can see different people doing blood drive and stuff. And as he's doing that, he's like, he's like, one sec. And it cuts to his police chief being fucked by a robot. And he's like, he's like, oh, oh, I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about it that way. And it's almost like, it's like this nice little moment where he's like this authoritarian figure that's almost not masculine, but in so much power and so evil to them. Hmm. It's just, it's hard for him to watch that. Like, you know, in other programs, would be like, oh, damn, she's still hot. She's still fine. Hmm. And this is like, this really makes me uncomfortable. Oh. And, I like, and I kind of like that. I like, not that, not that, you know, I didn't find it attractive. So it. You like robots? You're into robots? I fucking love robots. Yeah. Have you seen Japan's robots? Yeah, man. They're advancing. Right. But yeah, like, I can't really give it a rating because it does depend on the audience. And there's so many episodes that it's going to be one of those things that, you know, I think that wherever you jump in, if you jump in from the beginning, I think you might enjoy it a little bit more than if you jumped jumped in towards the end or some of those lines. But it's still, you know, check it out. Bob Newhart. Newhart. Bob Newhart? You know Bob Newhart? Mm, possibly. He is the guy who his program ended up being his dream. Is he dead? What? No, he's still alive. He's 87. You mean Dr. Kelso? No, it wasn't Dr. Kelso. He played his brother in one episode. I don't know. Bob Newhart. You know Bob Newhart. Who's Bob Newhart? Him. Yeah. No. One sec, let's see him in something. Because he's done I don't some. remember the episode of Scrubs. It's no use showing Oh, there you go. He played the dad and elf. Oh, the yeah. elf sucks. Yeah, elf is a good film. I like elf. Um, so yeah, and your review? Fuck's sake. Um, what did I... Well, Any video games you played this month? Um, some Persona 5? That's months ago I reviewed that. I've not finished it yet. I'll finish it one day. Um, I was going to ask to borrow it, but I guess... That's I need to finish it still. Everyone wants to borrow my games. Jesus. <laughs> I played... Let's do a quick one. Knack 2. You played a I demo. played the demo of Knack 2 last night. You did. It's a good example of how to not do a demo. Yeah. Okay. So you, when you do a demo, you want to introduce people to the game, but you don't want to give them a tutorial. You want to do a nice little bit of the game they can play. It's a fun part. Give them a couple of powers, but not all of them. Yeah. Well, this one, like... It's basically a series of fights. It's like you have you're working your way through like a monastery fighting some challenge. Yeah. And you're just punching and kicking your whole way through it, which is all Nat could do in the original game pretty much. Um and there's a couple of bits where you can shrink down and find some bonus items and stuff or punch. Cool. You know, and you get a new power up. They don't do shrinking in anything yeah. ever. But there's like you played the first Nack. So no. it's a masterpiece. Master- no, it's not. It's a masterpiece of game. It's definitely not. That's not what I've been told. Everyone should be excited for Knack 2. Really? Yeah, it's got co-op mode in it. Play co-op. They're fun. They're like the friggin' Lego games and all that. Just simple, fun, basic, simple puzzle and combat-based gameplay. Um, I think that I always thought they should have been a bit more Katamari-like, where you're gradually making yourself bigger through the level, but you're not. You kind of... You have a maximum size and a minimum size, and you can just change between them. But... um. Yeah, this demo's like not a great demo for the game. I don't mm. think it's going to help anything. It's like, it's barely 10 minutes long. You like jump around, you've got no context for what's going on. It's a tutorial. The character sort of pokes fun at how you've only got like a punch and a kick as your moves and then gives you this charge punch, which bizarrely is attached to the kick button. Yeah. Like kick is, click, kick is, circle's kick. Yeah. And you hold circle to do a charge punch. So why don't you use the punch button for the charge punch? Does the punch button open doors? No. 
No, you know, you punch through doors if you want to open them, I guess. Just walk through them. But you know, they're nice looking games and that games. They've got really cartoony, chunky. They kind of look like the um, Astro Boy film, the animated, the CGI film a bit. Because yeah. everything's all chunky and goofy. I love Astro and Boy. It is, movie. We've already had long discussions yeah. about that, though. But it's designed like, you know, those CGI kids cartoon shows, and it is for kids. But the demo went up yesterday, and I had a quick play of it, and I was like, eh. It's not the best demo. They should have really, you can't even play co op mode on it. No. It should have been a co op section of the game. Like, so you could play the co-op mode, which is the new thing in this one. I don't know. I think Nack's destined to eventually become, like, a Skylander, and that'll be the best version of him done It's yet. just Skylanders. Yeah, and you have to build him. It'll just be a shitload of little triangles and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it, I don't know. I think Nack deserves a second chance, because the first game's, like, flawed, but it's inoffensive and fun. And it reminds me a lot of those... You know those early PS1 games that were just, like, Kind of, you go back to them, and there's not, they're not necessarily anything wrong with them. They're just there, yeah. Like low max and stuff, they mm. exist. You just play them, and that's what Knack is on the PS4. It's like the closest to one of those throwaway PS1 games that you could get. Um, and I think it's weird they're doing a sequel to it, but hey, whatever. They want to make a sequel, let them do it. I find it weird that they keep holding on to these. Sony these want properties. their own mascot. They need their own mascot again. Crash. No, Crash Bandicoot's not a Sony mascot. Isn't he? He's owned by uh, Activision and Universal. Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake isn't a giant-headed man. He needs to be a cartoony character for the kids, because kids love that. They should just get a fidget spinner, put legs on a fidget spinner, and send that out. Kids love emojis. Sony, Sony backed the emoji movie. They could do an emoji game. Everyone would friggin' love that Patrick Stewart voice in what PS4 initial games piece of shit. I've got a bunch of games. Stop looking at the PS4 game. Godzilla. Mm. Godzilla could be the mascot could he what happened to Gone do you remember Gone in Tekken 3 Gone the licensing issues with Gone were a nightmare so they couldn't bring him back I guess that's why we've never seen Tekken 3 on anything again have we well wait I don't think it ever got released on PS3 wait no wait Tekken 3 was released as part of something I've read it recently there needs to be a Tekken collection there does because there are some great games I know Ridge Racer one Uh, Tekken 3 yeah, Knack, it's, you can play the demo, and I don't think that demo is going to help sell any copies of the game, so well done. Oh, you think that that, that <laughs> demo is not going to help sell one more copy of the one copy they were going to sell? It's a game kids can play, man. The original arcade it's version fun. of the game was released in 2005 for take, take, PlayStation 2 as part of the Tekken 5's arcade history mode. Oh, it was a bonus on Tekken 5. Yeah. Yeah. So how much is Tekken 5 now? £12.50. If we can play Tekken 3, I'll buy Tekken 5. You I'll can't play, a copy why of can't Tekken you play 3? fucking... Why can't you play it on... Um, Let's get a copy of Tekken 3. Why the Xbox 360 version get it? Because Sony licensing, I imagine. Didn't Sony used to publish them? I can't oh. remember. Anyway, you review your last thing, you flaccid penis. So my last thing this month is going to be the big cinema release uh, <gasps> this year. No. The big, big cinema release. Can you guess what it is? Of course you can. You absolutely Justice League. Yeah, no. Uh, oh. Oh, you know what I've just realised? You've forgotten the name of the film. No, I've seen four films. Oh no, well you should have thought about that. Review Roundup! No. no. <laughs> yeah! So, I saw four films this no, month. No, only one film. I saw four films this one month. One film. So I saw four films this month. One of the films I saw was Wind River. It's a very slow-paced, beautifully shot movie about murder mystery going on in the mountains. It stars Jeremy Renner and Scarlet Witch, who is Elizabeth Olsen. I would highly recommend this movie. It gets a full Tom Atkins. Review number two, The Hitman's Bodyguard. So starring Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds as, well, you guessed it, a hitman and his bodyguard traveling through Europe to try and get him in, 
into court in time to have trial against a Russian angry man who's done bad things. It's uh, pretty fun, pretty frenetic, not really thick on plot, but, you know, more makeup for it and charisma between the two leads. I give that. Samuel Jackson. Julianne Moore. Anyway, oh. so next review is Band-Aid. It's a movie starring Adam Polly and a lady I can't remember the name of. It's about a couple that keep constantly fighting. They're forever known as the couple that fight. They've gone through a lot of troubles and they're not really successful in their life. A little bit like War of the Roses. Not as successful in their lives as they really like. So they seek the help of their neighbour to start a band in which they sing all their fights instead of actually fighting. So they write songs around their fights. It's a very cutesy, kitschy little movie that starts off with smaller ideas, then grows as the I'm film goes on. I'm it's called Band-Aid. Cause yeah, there you go. Like it fixes the um, things. It's got a really nice... Who's the other character in Portlandia? Who's the guy from Portlandia? Oh, Portlandia? Fred Armistance. Oh. Uh, Fred Armistance is in it. He plays their drummer and he's like a recovering sex addict. There's some really funny scenes with him which like sort of almost undercut the other scenes of realistic fighting slash comedy really well. It's almost like uh, it's almost like a, a sweetness cutting for a sour thing. You know, there's like these undercut lines that are really nice. And I really enjoyed it. I would highly recommend it. It's not quite a Tom Atkins, but I will give it a Meryl Streep, which is the second highest accolade I can think of right now. And the fourth review now. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. If you've forgotten the fourth film, you've got to make these... If you'd reviewed the other three films earlier, instead of taking Defenders off me. What the fuck was the other one? I don't know. This is really upsetting, because there was another... Not got your Google Doc. Uh, let me check, let me check. Jesus check. Sorry, guys, sorry, guys, sorry, sorry. We you talk about something else, Do you want to talk about Band-Aid? Do you know what and... I find? I watched. What? Do you know what film I watched? I watched Princess Bride. You've not seen The Princess Bride I've never seen Princess Bride before. Have you seen The Princess Bride Because I grew up in the 80s and no one gave a shit about The Princess Bride in the 80s. What are you talking about? Honestly, no one gave a shit. People only cared about Princess Bride about 15 years ago when it became cool to go, do you remember that film when you were kids? And everyone was like, yeah, sure. I remember watching that. When I was a kid, we watched Labyrinth, okay? That was the real shit. I had Labyrinth as well. Yeah, Labyrinth was a fucking classic. It's a great movie. Actually, Labyrinth was more successful in the UK than it was in America. Was, well, yeah, um, because dance, magic, dance. Magic, dance, magic, dance. Put that magic spell on you. Keep going. Yeah. No, I can't remember the rest of the lyrics. You do, voodoo, hoodoo, voodoo. The power of voodoo, hoodoo, you do. Dance, magic, dance. Yeah. I classic. loved it. I actually really like that film. I've You bought it for me. Labyrinth's a work of art. It is. It's, it's like new Princess Bride's what? really good. I really like that. Did you? Who's your favorite character it? in Princess Bride? Uh, I don't know. Uh, freaking Inigo and Montoya's pretty cool. And there's loads of people who are just like kind of dicks to each other in parts yeah. of it. Um, I like the rat. The giant rat the man. The giant rat. Yeah, the guy in the rat costume. That was pretty cool. Sizes. Yeah, when he nibbles on... Nibbles on what's his face? Um, what's the name of his character? The friggin' guy from Wesley. Saw. Yeah, and As you his girlfriend wish. does fuck all to help him. Well, yeah, because she doesn't have a sword. Yeah, Bushwick. Just like the other film was Bushwick. No, right. oh, okay. Have you seen the Warriors? Oh, Kelly. No, Bushwick. If you've seen the Warriors, it's a bit like it's a bit like uh, the Warriors. And um, this girl and her boyfriend are traveling through New York to go back to her house. Uh, they've just come back from meeting her parents, and it's been awkward. So they're talking about it on the train back. As they're walking back, they see someone on fire walk down the, the train tracks and like walk, walk running around the train station on fire, like ah, I'm on fire! And oh, uh, they go up, they go up to the stairs and they find out that this right wing militant party has taken over parts of New York, like 
really fucking taken over. They've essentially wanted to try and start a civil war again. And one of the explanations for this are we lost during the war and then you started destroying our monuments, which is very timely right now. Um, so we basically Those rose monuments. up. Monuments. Yeah. We they were rose up, up in the 1920s and 60s yeah. to scare black people. Yeah. You, uh, you destroyed abuse. our monuments. So we rose up to, to take back, basically take back America and make it what it should be. Um, and, uh, it's already racist. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, what's really nice is guess who, uh, guess who one of the main characters is? Superman. Batista. Oh, Batista. Dave Batista. Nice. Um, fresh off Guardians of the Galaxy. Does he have glasses on in this film? No, no. Oh. He plays he plays an ex-soldier, so he's like sort of I guess like almost the rational thinking person in this. Like he's been through war, he's seen where he knows what war does. Um, he helps the main character, who's played by one of the girls from Pitch Perfect. I can't remember her name. I did have on the tip of my tongue. I can't fucking remember. Rebel Wilson. No, it's not Rebel Wilson. Anna Kendrick. Um, no, the ginger one. I don't know. I haven't seen Pitch Perfect. Oh, it's a really good <laughs> film. You should watch it. Um, but anyway, so uh, so that's a fifth review for you. Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Tom Atkins. Um, but Bushwick, so they basically have to travel through this borough of New York um, that's being attacked by this military occupation, um, obviously coming from America themselves. And they're, and they're shooting just everyone, just yeah. killing so many people and like arresting some, like, but they're just zip tying them and then just leaving them in the street. Well, the police would help. To be collected. No, the police are being killed, left, right, centre. Oh, that's everyone's, not realistic because the police getting, are Nazis. <laughs> everyone's getting fucking shot. Hmm. And... Um, and it's it's a really really good really dark movie that's very tense. It takes me back to watching things like Warriors for the first time, mm. Escape from New York, Escape from LA, those sorts of films. Escape from LA. It's sure on PC to... 13, 2013, <laughs> or 20, 2005. Was it two thousand five the remake? No, the original Salt and Briefing thirteen only. There's no two thousand five. There's no remake. It's actually not that bad. The remake. Have you watched it? No. It's not bad, but the original is much better. But yeah, yes. it, it reminds me of those films, but done modern. What's really nice is instead of having it like um, having it like one of those moody YA style versions of this reality mm. where it always seems to be nighttime when they're shooting other humans to make it not seem so bad. This is fucking mostly daytime, nice. and the shit that happens is brutal. The woman in it, she at one point disobeys something that Dave Bautista says about leaving people behind if they're making noise and making themselves a target is essentially what he says hmm. and she shoots a guy because he's about to attack this old guy and also he's the man who killed a shopkeeper that she grew up in the area of so she knew him hmm. personally so she fucking out of anger rises up and shoots at this guy and as she's shooting she gets shot in the finger oh. and immediately you've got like this lead character actress who's beautiful she's a stunning woman and she's just mutilated horribly it's like well she only lost a finger it's like, but for the rest of the film she's running around with a bandage on two of her fingers <laughs> like that she's obviously special effects budget and also just the fact that she's lost a finger they've just strapped it and done it she'll just cut her finger off for real ah, yeah uh, but all in all, a real like, method actress. All done. in all, it's a really exciting, really visceral movie that just sort of shot out of nowhere. Nice. No idea. Like it was on um, Voodoo, the American service. Voodoo, 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 Voodoo. Yeah. Dance, magic, dance. Uh, but yeah, it was on Voodoo in America. It's the power of the B, what B? The B, B with the power. What power? Voodoo. Power of Voodoo. Voodoo. Ha <laughs> Dance, magic, dance. Um, I love that fucking film. Um, oh god. What's the song The Headless Monsters The ones that can interchange body parts Oh the ones that Danny John Jewel sings yeah. Yeah. Fucking terrifying Can't remember Yeah they were weird Smell It looks a lot better than, On the remastered version That actually looks really good for once They actually went yeah. over And they cleaned up all the Because it always looked ropey Even back in the day See I still haven't watched The 4K Blu-ray I keep planning to I keep planning to But I want to give it Like a proper Like I want to sit And I want to just I want to take it all in I want to make it like a day I was going to check something I've forgotten what it was instantly Um but yeah, no, Bushwick. It's on Voodoo. You can buy the American service. I don't know if you're in America. I'm not in America. Probably not if you're watching this. 
watching, listening. You work as a podcast. Yeah, yeah. it costs like it cost me like three dollars to rent it, and uh, I don't regret it. I really enjoyed it. I would mm. recommend it. Anyone who gets a chance to watch it. I mean, I think it's coming to the cinemas in the UK. I don't think it's like a small release in the UK. Yeah, which is really weird because I went to go see the Hitman's Bodyguard in the cinema, and then like a day later, it was up online. But it has the Netflix logo and it's a Netflix movie. So somewhere in the world, the oh, Hitman's yeah, Bodyguard yeah. has been bought by Netflix and just shown. I bet it's on UK Netflix. You reckon? It's a bit like Mindhorn. Yeah. There's Mind a bunch Horn. of like stuff like that in there. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird. It feels a bit unfair, doesn't it, almost? Yeah. Because I spent, what, £18? £22? Oh, God. You went to the cinema. £24? Yeah, I went to the cinema to watch it. Gross. 24 It's quid. like freaking in America, you have to be subscribed to CBS to see Star Trek Discovery. And we're going to get it here every week. Oh, the day it's on Netflix. Yeah, well, that's nice. not free. It's Netflix. Yeah, but it's Netflix, yeah. You're getting more for your money out of Netflix than yeah. you do CBS. You get more money for out of Netflix than you will if you were to sign up for, I don't know, it's just randomly out of me, a, a Disney subscription service. I mean, unless you really love your Star Wars and your Marvel and your Disney cartoons. Coming 2019. Are they going to get Power Rangers? This is the thing that worries me, because Disney produced about seven series of Power Rangers. Maybe. And I will not be happy. I think Saban brought the rights to all those shows, because they do still have the same oh. cast and the Wait, clips shown. That's Matt's movie roundup. Oh, right. That's four movies for oh. the price of one Princess review. Bride was really good. I really like Princess Bride. Yeah, it's inconceivable. That inconceivable! Could. Yeah, old Sean. What is Sean? Yeah. yeah. Where'd he go? Um, is he dead now? No, he's alive. I think. Is he still alive? He's still alive. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff, isn't he? Well, I'm sure he's still alive. He was in... Uh, what was his most famous film? Um, He was in Star Trek once. Oh, God. <laughs> as a Ferengi, I think. No, come on, keep going. Um, Was he in Gremlins 2? Oh, no, keep going. I don't know. Clueless. Clueless? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was a teacher in Clueless, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Inconceivable! No, he is conceivable. He was definitely... I think you know those words... Yeah, but you don't know what they mean. I think you know. You keep using words, that word, but you don't know what yeah. it means. I did that whole bit where he likes makes the pact with um, what Wesley wasn't it? Wesley, the guy, what's you his face, his character, Fatelli. Yeah, when he's all like, "Okay, I'll, I'll help you up, and I promise I won't kill you until you come up here, and we'll have a nice, we have a nice chat before oh, they, yeah, yeah, before yeah, they yeah. duel." Yeah, and they have a nice duel. My name is Ignigo. Uh, in, 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 Ignigo Ignigo. Montoya. Yeah. And you killed yeah. my father, prepare to die. You, uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I know all the lines from those films because they've been around for years. He's only mostly dead. Yeah. <laughs> He's not quite dead. He's only mostly dead, which yeah. means that maybe we can revive him. <laughs> Billy Crystal in a weird cameo. Yeah. And uh, the Rob lady, Reiner, what's it? her face with him? Um... Is Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner directed it. Yeah. yeah. It's the same lady from uh, the uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Kalstrup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's also got Mel yeah. from. Um, what was the comedy duo? Mel and Pete or whatever it was in the UK? Oh, Mel Smith's in it, Mel yeah. Smith, yeah. yeah. Is yeah, he dead Mel now? Yeah, he died a few years ago, yeah. yeah He's Smith's a really in. good director and people just friggin' didn't notice that. Nuns on the Run? Yeah, Nuns on the Run, the classic. Lots of boobs <laughs> now. I watched that when I was a kid. I liked what it. Was the, boobs w- in it. Wasn't he the one who directed the John Cleese film? The weird one where he's... Um, oh, he directed oh. A Fish Called Wanda. Did he? I think so. Fuck yeah. off. No, I thought that was... Um... One second, I'll have a look. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like The Princess Bride. Oh, it's a special place in my heart. It's yeah. not quite there with um, Monster Squad or anything like that but I still feel like Labyrinth is still one of my favourite films Labyrinth is a much better film than this Princess Bride is like it's endlessly quotable it's like the closest to a Monty Python thing America's ever managed to make isn't it well it's mostly English people that's why yeah it's very Monty Python-y yeah are you looking up who he directed Blackpool yeah he'd done a whole bunch Mel, Mel Smith was a massively underrated director he did The Tall Guy hmm. and Radioland Murders 
Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, Dean. he directed Radio Land Murders. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, forgot about that. The George Lucas, yeah. Juice, yeah, which is an underrated film that people should probably watch. One of the first films to feature a digital set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty said it. Yeah. No, uh, doesn't matter for Ned Beatty. No matter what he does, he's always going to be fucked in the woods. Yeah, he's still going to be that guy that got fucked yeah. in the woods. Anyway, what last... was that? What was that on? It's fucking Deliverance. No, no, I mean, like, what was the quote on? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's um, transcended time and space. Yeah, no, it was It was in a film. It's in a film. It's like, Ned Beatty, whatever he does, he's just going to be that guy getting fucked in the woods by Hillman. Yeah. Oh. Poor Ned Beatty. Oh, Jeff Goblin. He's in The Tall Man. Emma Thompson. Mm. Oh, great movie. Yeah. I had a real crush on Emma Thompson. Well, everyone did. From Not the Nine O'Clock News, which Mel Smith worked on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so last review. My last review. It's your, yeah, it's your last review. Yeah, you stop, did Bean, though. Bean's pretty good. Stop perving over... I haven't over. ever seen High Heels and Low Lives. It's uh, Mini Driver and Mary McCormack. No. Danny Dyer's in it. Oh, great. Michael Gambon. Danny Darren Dyer. Boyd, Jason Griffiths. What can Danny Dyer not believe this week? I don't believe. <laughs> it's not Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer's like, I can't believe, mate. I can't I'm believe. sitting here and I don't know what I'm seeing. It's like, you know, okay, it's like an alien is, okay. fucking outside there. It's just like there. It's just, there is there is a good Danny Dyer film. Is there? Yeah, it's called Doghouse and it's directed by the same guy who directed Evil Aliens. No. Oh. Um, and it's got, who else is in it? It's got loads of famous people in it. Isn't he in a film that's a lot like that one Daniel Craig? Was it Layer Cake? He's in a film like that, isn't he? Yeah, but it's really It's bad. really good. No, there's one he's in that's really good. No, anyway, I'll go to review something. Stop looking at IMDb. Okay, all right, well. Put your phone down. No Clark. Noel Clark. Noel Clark's in it with him. Ah. Danny Dyer, Noel Clark, Lee Ingleby, Keith Lee Castle, Christina Cole, Terry Stone. Neil Maskell's in it. He's a pretty famous actor. Uh, Emily Booth. Emily Booth. I yeah. like Emily Booth. Stephen Graham's in it. He's kind of in everything in America now. But who's it directed by? Let me find out who's it. Ooh, Probably no. Mel Smith. That's the way it seems to be going. No, no, no. It's Jake West. Jake West. Rough Jake Rider West. Desperado. You, no. You don't want nada. None of this. You're He's the guy who directed Razorblade Smile. Buffalo Soldier, just that. like I told you. And every damsel that's in distress, you'll be out of that dress when you meet Jim West. Oh, it's Jim West, not Jake West. Yeah, Jim West. Okay, you done? No, one sec. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, he's the guy who directed... Do you remember... Do you remember Razorblade Smile? Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah he directed uh, the Cradle of, Filth, Cradle of Fear. Yeah. Cradle of Filth film, yeah. Yeah, he's And a bunch of their music stuff. videos. He actually set the record for the most blood used in the film. He was in Phantasmagoria. Yeah, Evil Aliens is in 2005. Hmm. Um, he did the Q&A with Don Kerskarayde for Bubba Hotep. He did a Pumpkinhead movie. Oh, dear. And then he did Doghouse, which is actually is actually a genuinely good movie. Yeah, Cradle of Fear isn't. Cradle no. of Fear is very bad. But he Emmy did a sex of ABCs of death. Oh, everyone got a turn at doing that. Yeah, they did. I'm just trying to find anything he's done recently. He's not really done anything recently. That's sad. Um, but yeah, Doghouse is like a really accomplished... It's just a film about a virus that only affects women. There's this tiny sleepy village. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, and it's like a, they're all like demon monsters and he has to, they have to like band together to fight them. It's really yeah. low budget, it's really stupid, but it's actually very, very... Isn't it like you're in a hostel or something? Not a hostel, in a brothel. No. Wasn't it? I thought them they'd go crazy. No, no. I'm sure it's... Like it's in a village. Like They've actually got yeah. this whole village set that they use for it. They've oh, like nice. muddied it up, gored it up, and it's... It kind of seems a little bit epic when they're in there, like yeah. when they've actually got the wide shots of them going down the street. There's all these zombies coming, up. and like people don't get out of it just normal. I think Noel Clark is the only person not to be horribly injured. Mm. Danny Dyer gets his fingers cut off slowly with a pair of scissors, and they get put in a cake like candles. And this woman goes like, "Would you like a slice?" And he's like, "No, I love one full, please." <laughs> I don't want to even guess. This was a massive woman trying to feed him cake. It's great. Mm. I thought it was really funny. Um, yeah, but there's lots of gore. It's really violent. 
Anyway, your review, sorry. Right, okay, so... Do you know what came out a couple of weeks ago? No. Just after the last episode went out? Fucking Sonic Mania, bitches. Dun, 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 no, the music, dun, dun, it's not what the music is in this one. It doesn't have that tune in there. It's weird that Sonic Hedgehog's theme tune when it's only ever been in the first game. So anyway, Sonic Mania, made by friend to Polygons and Pixels, Christian Whitehead. Yes. Who did the Sonic CD remake a few years ago that was in widescreen. Oh, on After mobile. Sega were like, Sonic CD, can't emulate it. And he went, fucking done it, mate. On mobile phones? No, on Xbox and PS4. Ah! PS3. Um, he also did the mobile phone HD remakes of um, Sonic 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. are really good. Master really well System or Mega Drive? Mega Drive. Yeah. But they're like really, like he did extra frames of animation it's stuff, made it widescreen, put knuckles in the game, stuff like that. Wait, um, did Sonic 3 come out on the uh, Master System? No, they had um, Sonic um, Sonic and Tails Triple Trouble or something like that, it was called. That was the third one. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? It's actually all right. Oh. All good. All good as much. Dun, 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 dun. Right. Anyway, Sonic Mania came out. Yeah. And it is like, they sort of pitched it as this idea where they wanted it to be a game that felt like it could have sort of been a little bit too powerful, the Mega Drive, sort of around Sega Saturn area, and that's their rule set that they wanted to be pitched around. So... Like, if they did a 2D Sonic game on the Sega Saturn that was, like, still based on the Mega Drive games. So, we've got to say, this is like a 24-bit game. Maybe, I don't know. It's like in the middle. It's like in between yeah. 16 and 32. But it's, um, it's 24. brilliantly, brilliantly made game. It's, okay. like, fantastic. There's, like, this. I've had, a like, very few issues with it. A lot of people have said about um, the Switch version when you press the home button, it not going back straight away. The worst I've had is, like, a second before mm. it did it. It's, it's a long time the game is last. Yeah. I've seen people saying that they've um, been caught in areas every now and again, like they managed to glitch through walls and stuff and things, some bugs here and there, but I've, what I've encountered, any bugs I've come across have been so minor that they didn't affect a fucking thing. Hmm. Um, the game's got uh, 12 full stages plus the obligatory when you get all the KS Emeralds bonus final stage when you're supersonic. Who is the bonus boss? Um, oh, it'd be Dr. Robotnik in Robot 3. You've got a shuttle or it's something. It's like a super... Oh, no, no, you fight against the um, the robot one. There's like a bunch of these Robotnik robots who have all got special skills and stuff. Yeah. Go around doing their things. Um, you fight the big one of them. Um, but yeah, it's like 12 stages. Um, half of it is like the old stages redesigned. Yeah, but like Casino Zone and stuff. No, it's nice. they got Green Hill Zone, Chemical Plant Zone, Oil Ocean Zone, um, friggin' Lava Reef... Uh, and some others can't remember there's a bunch of new levels as well with really cool music wasn't Lava Reef the second zone on the first Mega Drive game no it's on Sonic 3 you're from Marble Ruins is the Marble Ruins is yeah Lava Reef is the one on the Mega Drive game which comes uh, after the snowboard the ice one oh yeah yeah Hydro City's in there as well from Sonic 3 Um, and one of the stages from Sonic CD I can't remember which one it was the one where you end up racing against um, Metal Sonic Oh yeah, um, there's loads of tiny little neat references to Mega to other Sonic Hedgehog stuff in there, and like other Sega games and stuff like that. There's um, one of the bosses is a robot ninja guy jumping around the place, and all his attacks and every time you hit him, it makes sound effects from Revenge of Shinobi. And I haven't seen anyone else mention this, and they definitely are sound effects from Revenge of Shinobi because I know that game inside out. It's the first time you heard it, guys. Yeah, put in the exclusives here. I found a freaking video online that was 25 Easter eggs in Sonic Mania. Not one of them mentioned that. Freaking mm. dumb asses. Um, he's even got the wobbly effect trailing behind you like when you use the big jump magic in oh, yeah, yeah. the thingy. 
Maybe do the double jump that turns you into a flip. It's a bit yeah. like Strider. But it's like you, you could have the you know the magic. You could have the one that lets you jump a bit higher. And yeah, it puts like a sort of trail of shinobis behind you. It's the yeah. same same effect. Um, it's fantastic though. It's like really nicely designed. I've had loads. Of, I've seen people complaining that if you run really fast, quite often you'll end up running into spikes or an enemy or something. And I honestly didn't encounter that. I don't know what they were doing to make that happen. It seemed like every time you got a moment where you ran really fast, because everyone knows Sonic's got to go fast, mm-hmm. it was like a reward for getting through a tricky part. The levels were like really nicely designed. So you'd have like a platformy part, an obstacle to get past, and then there'd be a running section. And everyone always goes, Sonic's all about going fast, but it's not. Sonic's about that switch. All the levels, all the really good levels in Sonic, when you look at them structurally, they're usually exploration based levels because you can go all over the place in Sonic games and you sort of you know the paths split about all over the place and intertwine together but they're always separated into platformy bits runny bits and it always flicks back and forth between those and it's they nailed it they got the design down no troubles um, you can play through the game again as Tails you can play through the game again as Knuckles Knuckles has like different level layouts Mm-hmm. So you're starting a different place in Green Hill Zone. The Mirage Saloon level, instead of you being on the plane in the first level of Mirage Saloon, you're on the ground in a different area. Um, so yeah, yeah, complete. So it's worth playing through the game each time. There is a Super Tails and a Super Knuckles when you get all the Chaos Emeralds. There's a bunch of unlocks. There's a Dr. Bonnick's Mean Bee Machine you can unlock in there. Mm-hmm. So you can play that classic. There's uh, ways to make it so you can. You have to start a no save file up. But you can play it so that you have the shield thing from Sonic 3. You know when you double jump, when yeah. you double jump like that. Or you can have it so you have um, Sonic CD's run thing, whatever it was called. Peel out, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the best unlock is Knuckles and Knuckles mode, where you can play the game with Knuckles as your partner instead of Tails. And you can have Knuckles and Knuckles running through the game. Which Isn't there does. another mode that's called Knuckles and Knuckles and Knuckles? No, no, you can always just have Knuckles and Knuckles. That's what that's the bonus. I'm sure there's maybe someone will find a way to get three Knuckles. I don't know. I think there's only two though. But um, they've also done some really smart stuff with the design, fixing little things that were problems in the Mega Drive Sonic games, like Tails doesn't activate crumbling platforms and um, you know travel things. Mm-hmm. Like whenever in the old ones, if you touch a switch or something, he'd activate it. But in this, he doesn't. So like if he lands into Chemical Plant Zone's got these balls that you jump into and it makes a DNA pattern come up and lifts you into the air. Mm-hmm. If he lands in that, he just sits in there waiting for you to jump in, which is smart design. Um, you know, there's stuff like things where uh, Bat Fortress, Battery Fortress, or whatever it's called, from Sonic 2, that stage is in there. Um, when you're walking along the handrails in that in the Mega Drive game, this, it always went really juddery. Yeah. Like the animation, it's super smooth in this. Yeah, because it was always that weird, there was like a frame of animation missing as you caught onto the next one. It just went, Ooh. I think it's because they only had like three frames for the walk and the camera would just go like that. But they've made it nice. It's all 60 frames per second. The bonus stages from Sonic 3 are in there, which are the orb things. Those ones are how you unlock stuff. Get all the orbs. You only need silver medals to unlock everything. If you get all gold, you get an achievement. I think that's it. Hmm. Not on the Switch version though, which is what I've got. Um, I tell you, what, it's freaking lovely playing a Sonic Edge game that like just handheld on the Switch, just sitting yeah. there playing a proper one. That's not like made for mobile Sonic game like I can DS ones. And I think that's GBA. really the format to get it on. Yeah, well, the freaking um, you play the Game Boy Advance Sonic game, Sonic Rush. They yeah. they are about running fast. Those games, they're not regular Sonic like the other Sonic games. Hmm. But they did. Everyone forgets it. There's a remake of Sonic Edge One on the Game Boy Advance. And it's atrocious, like it's a buggy, horrible, slow, slow, poorly designed mess. 
So this is the first time there's really been a proper Sonic game on the handhelds, which is pretty awesome because they never did a collection on DS or anything like that. They did one for Vita. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It was um, PSP had the Sonic Mega Drive collection, didn't mm. they? But it's freaking fantastic Sonic Digital game. I've, I've played through it the whole way through now. I've started second files up. We're playing through it on the channel on Mellow Gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I intend to try and get all the Chaos Emeralds with that bonus stage that's clearly influenced by somewhere between Sonic CD's bonus stage and Sonic R on the Sega Saturn. Yeah. Um, it really should have had the song from Sonic R. The Super Sonic Racing. Da, 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 oh, yeah. Da, da. yeah, that one. Um, Wasn't Sonic Racing the one that was really divisive? Like Everyone, hate, everyone hates Sonic R. I used to play that a lot. I finished that I don't think everybody thing. hates it. I thought that people thought it was alright. No, it's not on the Sega Saturn. No, yeah. everyone hates that game. Really? Yeah, oh god, it's hated. People hate it. <laughs> but wasn't it like the only half-decent racing game on the Saturn? No, Sega Saturn had uh, Sega Rally. It's right there in front of you. Yeah, I know it had Sega Rally. Daytona. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a version of Power Drift that was made for the Saturn, but only version, recent Japan. There's a version of Toker as well, isn't there? Um, not Saturn, no. Yeah, there is, is a Toker race driver on the Saturn. So. Was it Toker back in those days? Didn't yeah. they have a different name for him? No, it was Toker race driver. Yeah, but um, Sonic Mania is might be the best 2D Sonic game, I think. I mean, I'm a big fan of Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which loads of people aren't. I think Sonic 3 was a masterpiece, but for some reason people don't like Sonic 3, they prefer Sonic 2. Um, this neat little thing when you play split screen mode on Sonic Mania it does the whole squish in the image like the Mega Drive version did oh, yeah. which on the Mega Drive was a way of basically doubling the um, resolution of the game so it could display the two images it was interlacing the two so it was like flickering back and forth between the two and made it look weird but um, yeah friggin this one just does it just to authenticity I guess uh, I was um, Sega Touring Car Championship oh yeah yeah there was which that, yeah. is the original the original version, though, the Codemasters. Well, it was Token. a similar game. Toka's different. Toka Touring entirely. Car Championship was the first release, November 1997, yeah. which was. Sega Touring Car was a different game. Yeah, no, Sega Touring Car. Yeah, Sega Touring Car was more like Sega Rally. Oh, no, sorry, it was released on 3DO. Yeah. Oh, wait. Microsoft Windows, PlayStation, Game Boy Color. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't released on. No, you mumbling away. Yeah, I had... No, sorry, I, it's because I had Toker. Toker was one of the first games I ever owned. That was on PS1. Yeah, it was one of my favourite games. That. I, don't know, I don't think I've still got it. I can't mm. believe they didn't continue. I thought Toker was always the best. It, was it like... morphed into um, uh, Race Driver. Oh. Yeah, they, I think they lost the license. Oh, that was it. it. You could have up to... It was, it was single player, but you could have 15 cars on screen at once. Yeah. It looked incredible. Yeah. Had realistic damage. Ooh, yeah, quotation marks. I remember being terrible at them. I played them because I like the Colin McRae games. It's the same devs. But I prefer the Colin McRae games. Really? Yeah, I'll got you. But, um, yeah. In so, Toker, Sonic- if, you, if you got a first in every every track, you unlocked the... Uh, it was like an infinity-shaped track in like a, a just floating above a volcano. That's not realistic. It was incredible. Oh. It was great. I used to play it against my dad. Anyway. Sonic Mania is really good. It's only sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, Sonic R is pretty great, I'm, isn't it? I run... Sonic Mania to sell more than Sonic Forces which still doesn't have a release date it's meant to be say that the Sonic Forces is meant to be the 25th anniversary game for Sonic the Hedgehog and uh, I think Sega have forgotten about that it's DeviantArt the Hedgehog that's what that game is mm. is it another you can make your own characters Ugh. yeah and is it 2D? no it's, it's like it's, essentially it's the sequel to Sonic Generations 
It's about old Sonic and new Sonic, and there's 3D and 2D side-scrolling levels. Oh, why not just bring out Sonic? Sonic Generations was good, right? Yeah, Sonic Generations is all Sonic right. Generations and Sonic Color? Yeah, Sonic Colors is good, yeah. Was that, that was on the Wii U? That was on Wii. On the original Wii. No, yeah. Sonic Generations... Uh, Sonic Colors was on Wii U. No, it was on Wii. Really? Yeah. And 3DS? No, only Wii. Actually, no, there was a 3D. There was a, two, there was a DS version of Sonic Colors. What? How old yeah. is Sonic Colors? I thought it was it's new. Like 10 years old. You're probably thinking of Sonic Lost World. No, Sonic Wii Lost U. World I know is Wii U. Yeah. But, um, I'd like to see the, the not necessarily the same developers, but I'd like to see Sega throw some money at the guys who were doing that Streets of Rage remake and let them make a Streets of Rage game for the modern consoles. Yeah. Because that Streets of Rage remake's great. It's got awesome music and friggin' practically every possible character you could imagine being in it. Um, but yeah, I want I want that. And I want a new Shinobi game. Yeah, I want a new Shinobi game. Yeah. Did you play the 3DS one? No. Didn't play that. Wasn't that really bad? Yeah. Yeah. I played the PS2 ones, which were like completely those. different, but they were good. Yeah. I like those. They're essentially Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Yeah. They're more like platforming heavy and really, they had some really nasty platforming sections. Mm. But um, they were quite cool. I never played the Sega Saturn Shinobi. I want to get that one day because it's apparently people don't like it, but it's also kind of cool because it's all digitized video sprites and stuff. Very, very 90s. Mm. But no, Sonic Mania, work of art. Buy it. It's cheap. Yeah, it's very cheap. And it's oh. really worth it, isn't I it? Want them I, mean, to give, I want Sega to give them the money to make a full-blown new Sonic sequel that doesn't have any levels from previous games. Yeah, but do you think they can be trusted? Yes, they can. They've made Sonic Mania. It's fantastic. Yeah, but they made Sonic Mania using assets from all the games. It's completely redesigned. Like, they haven't just ripped the sprites. They've redrawn everything. That's what they assured me about my penis after the accident, but... They redrew... It doesn't look or act like a penis anymore. One of, one of Alex Jones's sausages. No, it's not. Uh, anyway. you, can't, you could not put this in your mouth. It's anyway. very sharp. Anyway. Anyway. That's the end. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, it's fantastic. You were sitting there fucking around with your seamless, phone. Seamless, wasn't it? That was like of, a long episode for us. Yes, it is. It's another hour and 40-something minutes I'd need to edit. Oh. <sighs> Don't waste time. Get on with it. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. As always, I've been Matt. And you've been Ant. You can find Ant at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter. Mm. Or his personal email is SheBangsSheBangs at Hotmail.co.uk You can find me at CritApocalypse or my personal email SheDoesn't SheDoesn'tSheDoesn't at Hotmail.com I've got a Patreon now. Ant has a Patreon. If Mellow like, Gaming recommends from Mellow Gaming recommends, and I'm taking a leaf out of you heard you seen that you know that Twitter account Achillic Achillic. He's also taking a leaf out of the Twitter account no. for Achillic. You know Achillix Archillect. Archillect. You know that one that like um, fucking rips other people's art off and then posts it on the Twitter account. He's made a Patreon. So you know that one that don't repeat rips me. off other don't people's art. <laughs> right on his Patreon, he has a thirty-two dollar tier. Where if yeah. you back him for $32, yeah. he will DM you a special message. What? On Twitter. I'm going to say to you, if you back me on Twitter... Shut up, play. If you back me on Patreon for $32, I promise to never, ever DM you. If you back Anne on his Patreon... Shut up! ...for a dollar... That is going to... For a dollar or, it. for the real Queen's money, a pound... Then we'll add a personalised message for you at the end of the next episode of Chris Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, personalised by us, so we get to come up with something based on your name. And if it's offensive, you can't sue us. And if it's accurate, we're we're going to mock you. I'm being backed by um, Charge Shot. Charge Shot has 
Charge Shot gets Thomas, a Thomas. Yeah. Gets a personalised message. What's Thomas, Lowe and uh, Justin. Hey, don't be low like Thomas. Be high like Justin. Yeah, and um, Moons has backed me. Under the Moons has backed you? Yeah. One of the nicest guys I know, Under the Moons. You need to get him around again. You need to get Moons around again. He takes me above the moon and, maybe and we'll beyond. do something other than VR. My heart screams to you. Why? Because I was so good at VR. I'm really good at VR. I don't know why I'm so good in virtual reality. Maybe it's because my own life is a lie and I despise everyone. Is it twisted like moonlight in the virtual insanity? Dancing in the moonlight. Everybody is feeling warm and bright. There's no heat from that source of light. What? You done? Yeah, I'm done. I, I, you know, like, you, you know how it is sometimes doing Trump Funk's kids? Every time. I gotta get it in once. Alex Jones fucks his That's kids. That's what he said. 